You're pretty much just a totem pole of digested cheese with human flesh on the outside, aren't you? <sighs> Thank you for the compliment. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh! Welcome back to the Rose Border Podcast! I'm Tom. I'm Jeff! <laughs> oh, you... I'm your Cody for the evening. And I'm Mike. Oh, we back, yeah. Weak Mike, get stronger. Get stronger, Mike. No, no, that was That was signature Mike, not weak Mike. Yes, welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast, everyone. How you doing? Holy This is a very special episode for us. What is that? It's our one-year anniversary. Yeah! With that, I will say we are the only podcast that is one year old, but has a thousand years of knowledge under our belts. God damn it. We know oh, it all. I feel smart. So wait, do you guys think that you would be smarter a year ago or more or less smarter than a year ago? Yeah, I'm, I'm so much smarter now. I get smarter every year. Definitely get, I, didn't get dumber from last year. I was mad dumb last year, and now I'm mad smart. See, yeah. this is like a great commercial. We, we could do an infomercial. At first, the man was stupid. Oh, no, I dropped all my spaghetti on and the And in black and white. <laughs> and then, and black and white. And then, oh, but you listen to Rose Morum, and he's like... Yeah, I don't gonna eat the spaghetti the with my hands. I can eat the spaghetti with my feet. I'll tell you right now, what's happened to me is that, like, if you cut me in half right now and All you right. count the rings inside of me, oh. those rings are made of degrees, college degrees. <laughs> it's not true. It's true. It's entirely true. Well, I mean, we're completely factual, and, cited, and shit. You could do that too if you just listen to this. I wrote my thesis on this podcast. Good. And what'd you get? An A plus or an A minus? Double A plus. Good. That's new. Yeah. So how many, uh, was it, the college commencement? Was that when they graduate? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. The college graduation speeches? Yeah, how, which ones are you going to do next year when when people, kids graduate? Oh, which one am I, yeah, what what am I going to do? Are you going to? I'm going to do five towns. Five, oh, my five college towns? is five towns college. Yes. How about you, Mike? I went to Harvard. That's the speech you're going to do at Harvard? Yes. Well, you, Cody? I'll, uh, I'll say hi to the peeps at Yale. I'm going to do DeBry. That's they, a good are, one. they don't exist. You, yeah. get, you get the day <laughs> off. <laughs> that's, that's a smart no, guy. That means Travis has to speak with like a vocorder or something. No, I just eat chips ahoy on my fucking couch, dude. And get paid. So. <laughs> get paid. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, so what were we going to do about this? We were going to ask questions to each other about well, the podcast. Yeah. How are pals? We are pals, all of us God pals. Damn it, I love it's been a year. Here. I haven't. I didn't know who you guys were before a year ago. It's not true. We all went to high school except Mike. I mean, Mike went to high school. <laughs> Wait, Mike, not how, together. Old, how old were you when we were in high school? Oh, probably like, <laughs> like eight. Ooh. Jesus fucking eight or ten. No, you're seven years younger than me, and I'm thirty. That's so, probably ten. Then you guys were not senior high ten. school. It's probably ten. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a 10-year-old little baby boy. Like, if we met when we were in high school, I would have been throwing you up in the air. Yeah. Oh, little Mike. Oh, he's yeah, so cute. Mike. Yeah, look at oh, this. I was a baby. Look how top-heavy he is. I had a bowl cut. Sweet-ass bowl cut. Goddamn, bowl cuts reverse style. Would you yeah. say it's a bowl cut or a mushroom cut? Oh, I like mushroom cut. Yeah. That just sounds saying. dirtier. You did have the toad look. Wait, wasn't that a nickname of yours? Yeah. Yeah. Your dad I, used to call you that, and I you like, didn't like it. I faked having um, mono for like two weeks. And I like pretend to have like a like, uh, like a really scratchy throat, so my sister called me Toad because I sound like a toad. So yeah, 
Yeah, fuck your sister. And Mike. No one, no one else picked up on that. Not really. Okay. Good. Well, I also had a mushroom cut. Who what? else said you had a mushroom cut? Yeah, I did. These are the important questions, yeah. Cody. Well, you can't really do a Jufro thing, even though I'm not Jewish. Yeah, mm. I've had it all. It's an I've had every thing. haircut. I've, I, had, I've had dreadlocks. I really? used to. Yeah, dude. I used to listen to Dark oh, Tranquility on the weekends. Yeah. yeah, I remember you like losing hair. Like I've seen you like before lunch in high school. And then, like, seven, the period will roll around, and you're just bald. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, dude. <laughs> just blow people's minds, yo. I think my best phase of hair was uh, when I was listening to Smash Mouth. <laughs> the Frosted Tippies. Frosted Tippies. Oh, spiky nips. hair, because I want to look like the guy from Sum 41. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what I was doing, but more like... Like, if I could have grown the chin strap that the, the Smash Mouth guy had, I would have had oh, that. He's Steve, right? It's fucking awesome. Steve. Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve Har- Harwood? Har- Harbin? Steve from Smash Mouth. Steve from Smash Mouth. Yeah. Steve. He's like got a cookbook. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's, He's move an ICP. Al- let's move along here. We have a special episode. Why? Few reasons. Okay. As I said before, it's our anniversary. Holy fuck. Mm. Good reason. So we're soaking wet in the basement. Dripping. Damn. It's really cold. Yeah. Secondly, it's Halloween. <laughs> did you realize it? Did you did you realize today was Halloween yet? Yeah, it's the spookiest episode we have to date. I'm sure we'll have spookier ones because oh, yeah. we always outdo ourselves. Pretty much. You know what the spookiest thing about Halloween is? What? Like parents will put their kids in black, get them hopped up on candy, and just let them play in the streets. And everyone's acting like it's fucking fine. And I'm just here like, this is Darwinism. You're wrong. That is what America needs more now than I know. Ever. Yeah, we I need know. that neighborhood trust. I think, yeah, right. Fuck. Yeah, I think the spookiest thing about Halloween is knowing how much candy corn I boofed right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh did can you, you guess, guess? Did it's you, like, did you get the jars. deluxe six-inch one? I was the about one to single candy corn. No, there's a bunch of them. Can you guess how many is in? Like you know the jars when you look at the jar and you have to guess how many right, candy right, corn. Right, right. I was gonna say candy corn is fairly aerodynamic, but I guess the term would be sphincter dynamic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to go with 732. Wow, that's a large number. Yeah, well, they're pretty small. I'm going to go with $1, Bob. I'm going to go with a brillion is in there. You got it's a brilliant, butt, right? oh, brilliant, brilliant corn up your butt. I'm all filled with corn. So I don't corn think done. you could survive the toxicity levels of that. I'm corn. Like, there's deal. too much Detroit in your butt right now. A big that- fuck you to anyone that gives out pretzels on Halloween. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, pretzels, dental My floss. Parents that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know what else? How do you feel it's about pennies? Or, like, just like the pocket change? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That shit sucks, too. Oh, thanks for the fucking penny. It's money, though. I, I don't no, want to throw it back money. at you, oh, but I'm going to throw not money. It's not money. Penny is a burden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's move along with the episode. So it's Happy the Halloween, Halloween one. It's the Halloween one. It's the anniversary one. And we're going to reprise one of the ideas we had, which was, what was it called? The Masterclass? Master Series? Yeah, Master that. Series. Yeah. One of those. It's the Master Series. I think we fucked up the name on the last one anyway. So mm-hmm. either way, the way this episode goes, as opposed to one person, we're going to be doing three people tonight. It's the sampler platter, baby. That's right. Oh, spooky. So you're telling me this episode is... Triply erotic, Tom. It is Halloween, our anniversary, and a master series. That's right. (gasps) We're going extra hard. Mm -hmm. So first up tonight, we have one Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, hey, he's a spook boy. That's right, spook boy, manst. The subtext to this will be the man with a few hundred faces who happens to be the son of a man with a thousand faces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so he's a disappointment, is what you're telling me. We will find out. Oh, lovely. Why does he got so many faces though? Can you tell me that? He's an o- well, Oni. I will cover that. Actors, 
They do have faces. They put on different ones depending on the scene. <sighs> They're thespian. Uh, I only uh, have one face. I'm yeah, so glad we off. don't have to act to be funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, Travis just looks like he's coming all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm damn. It's very awkward on yeah. public buses. <laughs> <laughs> and podcasts. It's also awkward during podcasts. I'm the man of a, a, a one face. That's, <laughs> that's wet. The O. Undeniably one face, Travis. <laughs> So Lon Chaney Jr. was one of Hollywood's hottest stars from the late 30s to the early 50s. Cool. He has over 200 acting credits and overall good repertoire in Hollywood and by all of his personal relationships. But mm. the man could not escape the shadow of his father. Ah, uh, fuck this. Lon so, Chaney Sr.? That's right. So hey. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Lon Chaney Sr. before we get into Lon Chaney Jr., was Lon Chaney Sr. related to John Cena? <laughs> John uh, Chaney yeah, Cena. Because John you couldn't see him. He's had a lot of faces. I don't know. I mean, I, I tried to tell... I was telling Gabby who I was doing. She's like, Lon? Like L-A-W-N? Like Yard Lon? Chaney? Yeah, it's L-O-N. It's, I don't know what it was. My Lon Chaney. Yeah. Lon Chaney. Lon Cherry. We're from Lon Guyland. So let's get into Lon Chaney Sr. real quick. I'm going to do a little blurb on him. All right. Lord boy. So Lon Chaney Sr. was a vaudevillian mm-hmm. who eventually moved to Hollywood, struggled for a bit, mm-hmm. and then became one of Hollywood's most versatile actors. Oh. Okay. In the early days of cinema. Oh, no. Yeah, he was called the man of a thousand faces, as I said before. Ah, so you weren't being creative. No, I wasn't at all. Oh. <laughs> In the silent days of Hollywood, there was no unions, and everyone was kind of just like figuring out what the fuck they were doing at the same time. That's yeah. why, like, old pictures just are kind of stupid. Red well, Scallion mean, days. Yeah. One of the biggest, like, silent films of the time was, like, a man sneezing. Yeah, <laughs> like and, a tra- and a train one? just uh, doing a train, train just thing. going by. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's... Um, that's even earlier. Yeah, that's very early. That was before feature films. Oh, well, yeah. I think that one of the first big feature f- films was Birth of a Nation. Oh, yeah. Fuck that what's, movie. What's that guy? Uh, Dwight? W.C. W- Fields. No, no, not W.C. Fields. Fields. <laughs> is that a racist movie? D.W. Griffith. D.W. Yeah. Griffith. Yeah, right. yeah. It is a racist movie. Yeah. But he had a lot of money, and he built a lot of shit that's still standing in Hollywood today. Fuck like racism. Old sets. Yeah. I mean, you have to think of the Thank amount you, of money that was being put into this. Like, it was Capital Venture. Yeah. So they would get oil companies to throw over to Hollywood. Do you know why Hollywood exists where it is, by the way? I heard it was just the climate. Uh, Jewish people. No, it's to avoid... Copyright infringements. Really? Ah. Yeah. Oh, it's far away, and it's it's as away as much as way you can get from New York as possible. Yeah, I mean, if you think sorry. about early America, everything was on the East Coast, and then people start going out out west to get gold and <laughs> shit. <laughs> but nothing now. was really established, and all these people who want to start developing films and entertainment, they figured they can run and escape any persecution by putting these films out, making their money, and not having any law offices seeing what the fuck they're putting out. Oh, I got you. So they were like. Living it up, I'm not paying my taxes, Dangus. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. Pretty much. Yeah. So basically, everyone was an idiot. Lon not only acted in his movie roles, but he was also the fantastic makeup artist who would do his own makeup. Ooh. Oh. So he's so. crew and talent. Yeah. And this is why he was known. Not only did he have the makeup on and did the parts, but he was able to put on very, very good makeup Ooh. for the time. His most notable roles were Quasimodo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Really? Yep, from oh, 1923. Sick. If you've ever seen those 
old silent film. Sanctuary. He was also like a really good stunt man too. And he, oh, does these, he did these crazy like climbing up walls. Are you telling too. me that he was Jack Chan before Jack Chan? Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was wait, also. So, wait, oh, was okay. he in Shanghai Nights? No, he died. He was what? in Russia. Jackie Chan died? No. Shut up. Oh. Jackie Chan. Yeah. You, come on. Come on. The come smartest on. podcast? That's yeah. us. That's us. So the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera from 1925. We all know that imagery. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got it. And the Professor Edward C. Burke from London After Midnight. The spooky Halloween looking man. Has a oh. whiskey. Lon actually died very young during the filming of Thunder in Winter of 1929. Cheney developed pneumonia in late 1929, and he was diagnosed with bronchial lung cancer. Holy shit. Mm. This was exacerbated when artificial snow made out of cornflakes <gasps> lodged into his throat what? during filming and quickly created a serious infection. He, <laughs> oh, he died at the age of 47. Damn. Yep. That sucks. From cornflakes. That's right. Probably a little asbestos on there too. Yeah, I'm sure there was asbestos. There's probably like a little bit of lead, rat yeah. droppings, pigeon just, droppings, just union t- droppings, union droppings. Yes. Jeez. Wow. So let's talk about Lon Chaney Jr., who we're really focusing on in the next ten minutes. Oh so. my God, this man reproduced. Lon yes. Chaney Jr. Oh yes, he did. Lon Chaney Jr. was born Crichton Tully Chaney. Hey, that's not what. That's not a thing. Yeah, that's his real name, Crichton Boom. Tull. But we're talking Hollywood. Yeah, we'll, and we'll come back. Hollywood land. Now, he was born in the Oklahoma City Territory, February 6, 1906. Panhandle. To father Lon Chaney and mother Frances Cleveland Crichton Chaney. They were both stage performers at the time, doing traveling vaudeville acts. Actors. Thespians. So he was off to a pretty rough start, being born two months premature. Oh, fuck. That's the doc- rough. The doctor thought he was stillborn, but check this shit out. Oh. So his father, Lon... Took the baby from the doctor's arms when he didn't see any sign of life. Give me this human jerky. Took it out into the cold, huh? out of the cabin that they lived in, grabbed an axe, ran to a, a lake nearby, oh. smashed through the ice of the lake, What? took the baby, dumped it in, and when he pulled it out, the baby was crying. Good as new. Oh, that's a great way to answer yeah. the world, dude. That's fucking crazy. I feel that's... like you just imparted so many handicaps onto that one child. That's yeah. how you make a baby right there. That is yeah. how you make a oh, baby. I was born like that. Fuck me. Jesus Christ. You might know, have right? eyelids on your kneecaps or something like that. I'm just like, I read that and I'm like, okay, Lon Chaney knows some shit that none of us know. He's a dream. He was on some shit right there. Fuck. He was like, took shit into his own hands. Like, yeah. how many stillborn babies do you have to. Oh, seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> you got an axe? Uh, okay, hold Take on. Take to the lake. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Don't bill me for this, you fuckwad. I played a midwife twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was the baby and the vagina. <laughs> Just imagining Lon Chaney spitting out a smaller Lon Chaney. <laughs> That's <laughs> great makeup. Yeah, Tui. <laughs> What is that, spirit gum? God damn. Yeah. So his, uh, he had the rough beginning there, and childhood was a bitch. Crichton's parents did not exactly like each other too much. They were traveling performers, as I said, and they brought Crichton with them everywhere. So he never really had a chance to make roots anywhere or no. make friends. Just kind of like a lonely dude. Kind of sucks when you're a kid moving around, I guess. They're going to all the shows and yeah. things. His parents- I moved around. It sucked. 
Yeah, you, you don't want to do Dick that. Holes. It's not good for kids. But anyway, his parents ended their marriage in 1913 following his mother's scandalous public suicide attempt Whoa. in Los Angeles. Ooh. April 30th, 1913. Francis went to the Majestic Theater downtown Los Angeles where Ron was managing the Kolb and Dill show. <laughs> one more, and one Dil. more time. Uh, the Kolb and Dill show. Oh. <laughs> I'm she, shoddy Kolb. She rushed out on stage and attempted to commit suicide by swallowing mercuric chloride on stage. The suicide attempt failed. Uh, she lived through it, destroyed her vocal cords so she couldn't sing and do her act anymore. And Lon Chaney Sr. just took off his ring right there and was like, dumb bish. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. So what, yeah. what was it, mercuric chloride? Mercuric chloride. What does that do? Just kill a bish? Um, I don't know much about it. It, it seems really fa- It seems really complicated. Do you she, think she was being overdramatic? Uh, clearly, because she could have just grabbed bleach, but she grabbed mercuric chloride. Maybe they didn't have bleach like we have bleach. You ever think about how lucky we are with the amount of bleach we have? <coughs> Give our bleachy, yeah. our white things bleach. Oh, we my, only just my talked about it. Is so clear. We only just talked about it two episodes ago. There were bleach factories back then, dude. That is true. <laughs> she could have done it. Yeah, the bleach factory. Yeah. Oh, white Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's a poor yeah, Helen Duncan, title. the Oompa Loompa of the bleach factory. Yeah, dog. That was beautiful. <laughs> so, after this, Lon was sent to live in an orphanage since the judge overseeing the divorce didn't see either parent fit to raise Crichton. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, after some time there, Lon Sr.'s parents took in Crichton, but they were both deaf and mute. Mm. Okay. So the conversation must have been fucking fantastic. Hello. But 1916, Lon Sr. married Hazel Hastings, and they started making good money in Hollywood and were able to provide a stable home for Crichton, therefore allowing him to move back in with his parents. Good for him. Or a parent. Kind of. Oh, you did it, guys. You yeah. weren't swallowing weird things or yelling at each other. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what life is all about, Travis? Avoiding <laughs> swallowing weird things and communicating. Uh, That's well, what Lego thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't swallow us. We don't want to get sued anymore. Yeah, don't swallow those things. Lon's early career. Or Lon Jr.'s early career. Okay. Mm. So Lon Sr. didn't want Crichton to be an actor. He, like most people who are about their wits, think actors are disgusting. Self-loathing, if you will. I think actors are disgusting. Have you ever worked with an actor? Yes. Grow up. That's what I want to say all the time. Absolutely. I hate how talent gets to the crafty before the crew. The crew should get to the crafty before the talent. I was an actor. Oh, yeah. You were an extra. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, I was still an actor. What was your What was your motivation, Mike? My motivation, uh, just to make money. <laughs> All right, well, you're not gonna right. know. Yeah, he's a good actor. Great actor. <laughs> Doesn't know anything. There, bravo. Yeah, I'm, Oscar goes I'm to famous. you. I'm famous. It's okay. Your IMDb is fantastic. <laughs> so Crichton was sent to business school. Ah. Then he started a plumbing business, oh. which did very well for a few years. Aye. But then, guess what happened? Oh. 1929. Everything One stopped poop, working tits too up. well. Oh, are, they, are they saying they got like running water? And then what? running water. <laughs> and running water happened. Yeah, running water happened. He's like, I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> and then into that stale stuff. <laughs> I removed tubs from houses <laughs> with the original water intact. I got different size funnels. I call this one Karen. So then, as I said before, Lon Chaney Senior died in 1930. Right, because of cornflakes. That's right. 
So with Crichton's failed business and sudden dead father on his hands and uh, a wife and a kid and bills to pay, Crichton decided to give acting a shot. (laughs) Oh, what a gamble. Well, at the time, he had some ends. A little bit of nepotism happening. Mm. But he was a thespian. That's what he wanted to do. His father didn't want him to do it, but he wanted to act. But he got hit in his bones. You feel the thespian rhythm in he your bones. He caught the bug. <laughs> Boy, you can't become an actor. You need to be an actor. The one you've I been I would love to birth. take your acting lessons. <laughs> your acting lessons are probably killer. Travis, what do you charge? <laughs> what do you charge, Travis? That's a Patreon exclusive when we set that shit up. <laughs> Dude, you know what you should do? You should work for Scientology and like oh. be an acting teacher. Oh, that'd be for them. sick. Because they get you students. Yeah, be like Dianetics. Though. Travis, are you an yeah. actor? Yeah, I'm an actor. I mean, let's not act. I'm not an actor. Have I'm you act- ever like like acted and stuff like that? You've been in movies and stuff or like I, TV. I, I acted. I think you should. Yeah. I'm on Getty. I I acted um, on a thing called. Um, your manly instincts, basic yeah. manly street, instincts, uh, street smarts. You just street <laughs> smarts the movie. Yeah. Oh shit! Was that feature length? Me and Travis, we acted in high school for one play. Oh yeah! Oh, I was there. Yeah, I went to. I, the, I was there. Oh, yeah. Towers. Yeah, I mean the the best. I was there in attendance. Yeah, as the, a little kid. Do you camera. remember him from that by any chance? I might have. He was the colonel. I think I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the you guys be- killed it, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. The well, best part about that whole thing was, you know, everybody's high school has those, like, theater children. Yes. Drama kids. And they're like, yeah, the drama kids. And, they, and they, they've been doing drama all through high school. Their entire lives, probably. Yeah. Like, that's what they want to do. And then senior year, Tom and I and, like, a bunch of other people were like, let's just, like... Let's see if we can act. See if we can act. These and are we, the AV nerds, yes. by the way. And we took all the major roles from all these like kids that have been like, this is my senior year best role ever. <laughs> Yo. So well, we beautiful. also, like, yeah, the play was announced. It was Faulty Towers. And, like, yeah. I grew up with Monty Python, Faulty oh, Towers yeah. shit. John Cleese is Me a hero. Too. So I'm like, of course I'm going to try out for this. I, yeah. I would love to. And the other kid, I won't use his real name, but his name is Eric Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he hated me. Yeah, he just God. fucking hated me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. I hope he's doing okay now. But uh, yeah, he he despised me because acting was his thing. Number one actor. You took that away from him and shattered his dreams quite diligently. Yeah. Yep. Good idiot. So is that what Lon's doing? He's shattering thespian dreams? Pretty much because he's just kind of moving in there, but. Sounded dirty. The second DVD I ever bought. Mm. Shattering Thespians. Shattered Thespians 29. That's a good one. Yeah, Travis. Like, they had the lube budget. So Crichton starts getting these bit parts and features. You gotta remember, Hollywood, you can get in there if you know a name. You can do these little little bit parts. They don't really even pay the bills, you know? Right. So you make a name for yourself. And the studio heads want him to change his name to Lon Chaney from Crichton Chaney. So they can put it on marquees and go, oh, sup, dude? Like, he's not we got dead. Lon Chaney here. Yeah. Like, this is part of the lineage. Jesus. Makes sense to me. I mean, but he's, you're using a dead man's name for profit. So what? It's his boy. Well, no, it's a lineage thing. It was He was billed yeah. initially as Lon Chaney Jr. All right, all right. And then eventually, once he made some more films, it was just booked as Lon Chaney. I concede. I feel like his so. name should have been Ice Chaney, because he, yeah. like, got dunked in the ice. He's cold as ice. Yeah. It's a good rapper name, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ice Chaney. It's your boy, Ice Chaney! Well, well, shortly after he decides to change his name, he also gives his hand in the, the theater world. Oh. He wants to get on stage. And he's working in John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. Hey, I know that one. Yeah. 
And he plays the role of Lenny. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> no one likes Lenny. Everyone <laughs> likes Lenny. He's a he's a fantastic tard. I got to tend the rabbits. <laughs> How? <laughs> but he gets really into this role, and uh, Hal Roach, who was a famous producer back in the day, saw him in this role and was like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to book someone else to do this role, but I want you to come in and read for all the other actors while mm. I'm casting." Right. He did the little rascals, Hal Roach. He did. And I think that what happened was uh, he, Hal Roach had casted some other gentleman, I forget his name, and uh, Cheney went to him and was just like, hey, this is my role. I know how to do this really well. And that's when he decided to give him the casting opportunity. Right. So he could at least get the screen time and use it on his resume, because they would film all those, you know, working with the other actors. So it helps. But by the end of that, he decided to fire the other guy. And Lon Chaney Jr. became Lenny in the film of Mice and Men. Oh, uh-huh. This almost won an Oscar, but was beat by Jurassic Gone with Park. the Wind. Oh. Great movie, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Hold on to your, your butts. butts. Hey. Let's talk about his better known roles. Now that he's in Hollywood, he's done Mice of Men. Everything's been going well. Mm. Starts doing monster stuff. Yeah. Oh, spooky. Yeah. Spooky. Mm-hmm. Lon played all the damn monsters. <laughs> <laughs> he was Dracula in The Son of Dracula, 1943. Frankenstein's monster in The Ghost of Frankenstein, 1942. Oh, the yeah. mummy from The Mummy's Tomb in 1942. But his most iconic character was Larry Talbot, which, if you don't know this, is the Wolfman. Oh, oh Wolfman. Yes. How did you say Talbot? Talbot, I said. Like an idiot. <laughs> oh, Tal- Talbot. 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 Sorry, I'm an idiot. No, it's, We've been drinking. it's a Wolfman. Like, wolf Wolfman is a pretty sick. It's like a man, but he's got wolf features. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel like, about werewolves versus wolfmen? Wolf well, I'm thinking like a wolfman. Like, you ever seen a man that's got one of those uh, old man ponytails going on in the back? Yeah. Oh. But, oh. Then, but then in the front, in the front, he's wearing one of those tie-dye shirts and got a wolf howling at the moon. That's but, a yeah. wolfman. Is he wearing like those small framed 90s glasses and has a mustache and all of his hair is white and he's got new balances on and oh, he's socks he's got no new balances and uh tube socks that are like kind of scrunched up and plaid shorts and a you're, fanny pack you're very close but it's not new ba- balances it's crocs crocs yeah, oh, yeah. Crocs. and Fuck. he's really good at one claw machine at the bowling alley and won't shut up about it <laughs> oh man that uncle that's the wolf man Hey, dude, you still rocking? <laughs> Sixties were tight. Yeah, so this was a new Universal monster because the mummy was done. I think that was Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that Bela Lugosi had done Dracula, Dracula, mm-hmm. and also Boris Karloff back to Frankenstein. Yeah. So the fourth one in line was the Wolfman. That, Wolf- Wolfman. Those four are the iconic Universal monsters, and the Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Oh, Invisible that Man. That was also yeah. Boris Karloff. That was. Maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. We didn't do that research. We'll Google that between breaks. Yeah. yeah. So this kind of scared the bejisms out of people. Bejisms? Yeah. Seeing this hairy man, just mm. with the spookiest, goddamn piercing eyes. Liar oh. just killing it. Yeah, great job. Because what's so good about that role is that you have this dude who's like a normal dude. He gets bit, and all of a sudden he's an angry wolf. And then when he realizes what he's doing, when he's back in his human form... He's all pissed off about it. So it was a good role to show off his uh, complex acting abilities, if you would. It's also spooky, and it's got wolves in it. Yeah, Those got teeth. Just how long it took to put all that makeup on. That, Ooh. Uh, eight hours. Two hours. I was going to say eight hours. Mm, six. Oh, Mike is closest without going over. 
he ends up doing six films yeah. as this character. That that's sucks. A, yeah, that's a lot of time just sitting there. Why would you even get out of the costume? I would just sleep in it. Because you have to bathe, Travis. No, you don't. You're a wolf, man. You yeah. get in the character. Beat yeah. my furry meat. <laughs> yeah. Wolves don't bathe. Wait, wait. So he, is he the original furry? Ooh. No, that was your they grandpa, Travis. G- yeah, wasn't your grandpa, your great-grandpa? Oh, the yeah. Original he furry? Really? The vaudevillian furry? Yeah, that dressed up as a dog? Yep. Well, Dog man. Lon, Lon Chaney brought it to the the fir- he made the fursona mainstream, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, first fursona. First fursona. Which is good. Lon was a serious drinker. Yeah. He was known as one of the top drinkers in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh. Very common knowledge. Yeah. Due to many the booze fueled brawls and studio mishaps. Uh. You know, not showing up to work because you're just way too drunk. A lot of fights on the studio lots. Producers would have crew members keep an eye on him to make sure he wasn't drinking. Some of the crew members claimed they never saw him touch a drop when they got this instruction, but there were others who were well aware that the oranges that he seemed to love so much were injected with hard liquor. Ooh, clever. (laughs) That is very smart. Clever, but also dire and telling of character. He said, during this time, he's still living under his father's shadow. I love oranges. There's a movie made after his father... Uh, I'm blanking on who started it, but it was it was a huge box office hit. Uh, put it in post, and it's it's about his own father, and he's like active in Hollywood, and he's not really getting the roles that he wants anymore. Because once he gets the Wolfman, that first Wolfman one, that really hits like that hits home with people. But then his career just kind of slumps down. He's like typecasted. Right. He's typecast as monster, which is not really a problem, but it just keeps going from. This is a huge motion picture, too. This is a slightly smaller one, to Universal's just barely shitting this out, to Absolute B, to, like, almost C. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. At the height of Lon's drinking, he got the role to play Frankenstein's monster on a live TV program called Tales of Tomorrow. (laughs) Now, Lon was hammered during the performance, and though he did a pretty good job playing the enraged monster in the 20-minute rendition, there was one huge problem. Lon thought it was a dress rehearsal. Oh, no! <laughs> so what was televised was Lon Chaney doing about 90% of the acting, but instead of picking up the prop furniture and shit and smashing it all over the ground, he kind of picked it up, yelled, and it just placed it down gently. <laughs> Which you're supposed to do if you think it's a dress rehearsal. It's hilarious footage. Oh, my and God. And there's no way to signal to the guy because he's hammered and he's just in character, with, and the, the character's just a pissed-off monster. There's no lines. It's yeah. all about, like, body stuff. You so don't... he's going crazy, and he'll, like, rip something off the wall and then just puts it back on. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, that's pretty rush, dude. This was the pinnacle of him just being a drunk in Hollywood. <sighs> so other than that, after the Frankenstein incident, Cheney worked pretty much only in beat pictures. Oh. Um, he did work up until his death oh. in 73. And... Overall, Lon is an interesting guy with typical Hollywood problems such as substance abuse and cheating on spouses, but nothing really nothing really to report on there. Yeah. You know, that's kinda normal over in that sick fucking place. I'm <laughs> it is a uh, high yeah. west coast. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Hollywood's kind of a dumpster fire. Yep. He never really could uh, escape his father's shadow, as I said before. So he was sad, but he also uh, goofed around too much, too much drugums and alcohol. And drugs. He was having fun. Uh, he was always good to other actors, though. Really? He yeah? invited a lot of new and upcoming actors to stay at his house. Like, you know, you can crash here for a month while you're looking for work. So oh, it was cool there. Okay. Uh, Cheney died of heart failure 
at the age of 76 on July 12th, 1973. That's not too shabby. San Clemente. Not no, too shabby. Ooh, nice place. Did it right. His Ooh. body was... Spark failure. <laughs> Spooky. His uh, body was donated for medical research, which is real nice. Uh, today, his grandson, Ron Chaney Jr. <laughs> is he Japanese? Ron Chaney, yeah. Oh, I Ron Chaney Jr. Uh, he has frequently appeared as, as a guest at horror movie conventions, continuing the legacy of professional coattail riding. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, uh, so was he on like a recent episode of Scooby-Doo when like Scooby-Doo's fighting with WWE? Uh, Ron what? Chaney? Yeah. What's up, gang? My dad was different. Shut up, Fred. <laughs> that's Xanax, Fred. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Xanax Chaney. Little, little, little Chaney. Young Let's, Freddy. Uh, split up, gang. So that's Ron Chaney. I mean... <laughs> So that's Lon Chaney. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, who's Ron. up next? Who's going up next? Woo woo. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it, yeah. All right. Oh, what better chaser to your boy Ron Chaney than one motherfucking Bella Lugosi? Hey. Oh. Oh, Bella Lugosi. You tickled that lad's name earlier. Yes, wait, I did. Wait, what is his name? Bell and Lugosi? Bell and Lugosi. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's an English joke. I thought it was a, a Bauhaus song or some shit. Oh, what's this, Gov? You Bell and Lugosi. <laughs> oh. I'm a big fan of your Bell and Lugosi. <laughs> Touch my Bell and I'm cool, Lugosi. Yeah. His name, Travis, was Bella Lugosi. Hey, that is... The most goddamn feminine name I've ever heard of in my fucking life. It uh, it's really? true, truly is. His though. name's Bella, Travis. That's a cool name, though. Bella. It means girl. I like it. Girl a ghost. Girl a ghost. <laughs> That's actually grosser than Bella a ghost. Girl a ghost. Girl a ghost. Yeah. Well, isn't that like a serial killer thing? What's that? When their parents like want them to be women. Oh girls. yeah, yeah. The, like a parental, parentally induced gendered. Yeah, ben, did ben his Dan. parents do that? Do you no, know anything about no, that? No, 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 no. Okay, but he was born Bella Fedenik Dezo Blasco. Oh, on October twentieth, eighteen eighty-two, Hungarian dude that wanted to suck your blood. You know that guy. Oh, I yeah. want to suck your dangy. He was Mister European Weird Stare. You yeah. know him. That dude has stared into a camera longer than probably any SMR. Was it AMSR? Yeah, ASMR, yeah. ASMR people. Is that what that's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they always stay on the cameras. I feel like he's got more time on those people. And they do it constantly. Look at look at all the films he's done. We were we were looking at some of the films he's done earlier. And I want to say, uh, we happened to watch one film called The White Zombie. Yes. Very famous role, and actually what the band is named after. Yes, I learned there's also a, uh, a very cool musical group called White Zombie. Wait, but is that is that his the main man? Man is a ribbed rib zombie. Rib zombie. Rib Thunder Kiss sixty five. That is a product of a Bela Lugosi movie. <laughs> oh yeah, in my jagger. Yeah, that one. <laughs> well, I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Bella. That's good stuff. Go see. Where the fuck was I before that happened? Sorry, I went uh, on tangent. I got ahead of myself and yourself. Head. Running laps. Oh, White Zombie. Yes. We watched that earlier today, and I realized that's the first time I've ever seen Bella Lugosi. Really? really? Yes, because 
the Muppet Babies used found footage from that movie where he did his signature, like, creepy hand clasp. Oh. And that was in the Muppet Babies. And just because we saw that, it clicked very, very recently for me today. Matter of fact, it's like, he's that fucker that was in the Muppet Babies. Wait, so you oh. know Bella Lugosi from, from the, the Muppet, Muppet Babies. Babies? Not the Muppets. I remember oh, that. The Muppet Babies. Yeah, it was Gonzo and Bella Lugosi having a, a, a slight interview, but they, like... They pulled in some B voice actor to like overdub him. Right. Yeah, I remember that. It was fun stuff. I mean, that's like knowing pizza from Domino's and not from Pumpkin. <laughs> okay, do you want to lose a sponsorship for Oh, chance. Uh, dude. Uh, we're getting sponsors from all the pizza places. Intravenous Parvel. Let's do it. Anyway, early life. We'll talk about that. Yeah, get into it, man. 12 years old. Decided school was not for him. Out of here, smart man. I'll do World War One instead. Yeah, that's that's what a man does in Hungary. He got into World War One when he was twelve. Well, not twelve, but after he was twelve. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's fighting in the trenches, fighting, fighting in the, the trenches, beaches, fighting he's an, in the idiot. Yeah, he, he's a little infantryman. Does a really good job at being an infantryman. Works all the way up to lieutenant rank, and then catches just a little bit, a little too much shrapnel during uh, his Russian campaign. So. uh Silver lining, he does earn the wounded medal for his efforts. It's just a yeah. bent medal. No, yeah. sorry, the wound medal for uh, his efforts in Russia. Wait, so that's Hungarian. It's just a scab on a placard. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying, like, the Hungarian medal, like, the purple, their version of the purple, purple heart, heart, just the wound the medal. Wound. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that English, but yes. Oh, all right, that's great. I mean, you could do, like, Iron Cross or fucking St. John's Dengus or whatever the fuck it is. They're very good no, with their labeling. I got wounded. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got an award for being wounded. Wound. Yeah, this here's my wound medal. This is my ouchie ribbon. And over there is my scab trophy. Ow. <laughs> anyway. You want to see my indigestion plaque? Ooh, oh, baby. <laughs> anyway, after that whole fucking ordeal, he was ousted from his native Hungary due to political differences with his community. So he was pretty much like unofficially exiled out Just because of We should start recycling. Communist <laughs> Nope, communist things. Well yeah. Wait, recycling. was he kicked out of there because he might have been a vampire? No, because he wasn't doing that yet, but maybe I think it was because he was pro communist. He was pro communist? Uh, I think so. Bastard. Hey, we celebrate May Day. That's that's a socialist thing. Yeah, well, I want to hammer and sickle. <laughs> yeah. So I told you his birth last name, his birth surname was Blasco. Where does Lugosi come from, you ask? Why? It comes from his hometown, Lugos. So he was he's doing kind of like a Da Vinci thing. He's like, I'm Bella Lugosi. Oh, okay. All right. You know what I mean? It's easier to say as a uh, American... English speaker. I don't know. Blasco is pretty fucking sick. That's yeah, sick that's pretty good too. Blasco. Blasco. I feel like that's common though. Blasco. You know what I mean? what? Yeah. Blasco. I've never met I anyone named Blasco. Blaskowitz. The fuck never. is that? It's a blast. Old timey common name. I don't know. Is it an old timey common name? I feel like it is. I feel like it's an Ellis Island really name. Past like old time. Yeah, yeah. Be- no, because <laughs> it was Ellis Island out. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> First names, yes. There's not really so many Irvings oh. now, but the last names still stick around. Do you know, Dude, do you know any Larrys? Come on. Any any name that has blast in it, keep it for life. We do like blast. <laughs> it's Blasco. There's no T. Oh, nah. Well, you could still say Blaskovitz. Yeah. What true. about his name? Blasco. Blasco. 
Anyway, he spent You're some time. You're wits in there, and I you don't know. He spent some time in Berlin and settled down in the Big Easy. Do you know where the Big Easy is, Travis? Where's the Big Easy, Travis? Wait, in Berlin? He spent some time in Berlin and then traveled to the Big Easy. Nolens! 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 Of course it's Nolens. Yeah. So, went from Berlin all the way to America. Oh. Illegally, mind you. And after a while, he decided, hey, I should become an American. <laughs> this is Nate. I would like to be an American. Let me blast off to America. Where do you blast off to if you need to naturalize, Travis, in this day and age? What's, what, what's the state you need to get to if you want to be American? In New Jersey. That's pretty close. Uh, I was going to say a city, Cleveland. Uh, that's very far away. <laughs> New York. Ellis Island. He packed his things up and he's like, let's be American. Let's go to New York. Let's uh, tickle some Ellis Island. Let's get some uh, naturalization processes. That's going. a little absurd. You're already here and you go to Ellis Island. He just... wanted to be on the fucking up and up. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm just saying, did they put Ellis on there so when the people were welcome to America, they could take a peek underneath the little Lady Liberty skirt? You know there's nothing there. No, there's something there, dude. It's just a it's just a Brillo pad. I've been in there. It says Made in Perry underneath that. Yeah, that, hence the Brillo pad. Yeah. Oh, metal hairs. I've climbed all the way up her. Yeah. And then I've climbed all the way back down her. How'd it go? Ooh, I was hard the whole time. Yeah? <laughs> wow. Just thumping down those Scaling stairs. Scaling that big green lady. Wow. Well, instead of uh, you getting head, it's you getting inside of a head. Yeah. Was that erotic for you, the end of Ghostbusters 2? Yeah, I was, like, too? I was like, I was like, Dustin makes me feel good. Yeah, he goes to New York to naturalize for fuck's sake. And what's in New York? But uh, Broadway. Hello, Tom. You were just uh, at an off, 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 off Broadway play, weren't you? Oh, I was. How was it? It was a nightmare. Okay, I can't recommend anyone go to an off, off, off Broadway play. Tell me, why is there so many offs? Let's put it this way. It was very far from being on. Uh. I don't like plays at all. What'd you see? Yeah, usually. Yeah. What'd you see? I'm not going to use the name of the production. Jersey Boys? Spring Awakening. Do you know what off-Broadway means? <laughs> yes. Not off Jersey Broadway. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey do you Boys know what is on-Broadway. Do, well, so do we really know, what off broad, do you really know what off-Broadway means? Yeah, it's just a it's a theater with under 1,400 yes. seats. Yes. Right? 1,400? It has nothing to do with like the actual location of the theater. No, I don't know the actual number of seats, but well, it's a seating thing more than a location thing. I believe that the amount of seats I had to look at <laughs> was like 80. Woof. Yeah, it That's, was a very small theater. It's a high school musical. And I will not just besmirch. These are people trying to do their, their thing, but holy shit. Chase your dreams, boo. Yeah, holy shit. I had a real rough time yeah. with this one. Chase your dreams, but West do better. story. That would be a Broadway play, my Yeah, you're really bad at this. <laughs> I saw an off-Broadway West Side Story. I don't think you did. Oh, was it in a high school? Is that a TD Bank arena, I think? <laughs> That's an arena. That's an arena, dude. There's got lots of seats. Oh, no, it was something that was live out of Yo, I <laughs> It wasn't on TV. Yo, I saw this thing called Mulan on Ice, dude. It was off Broadway. <laughs> Dude, Nassau Coliseum, you ever heard of it? Sick. <laughs> anyway, one of his first Broadway productions, Bella Lugosi's first Broadway productions, was called The Devil and the Cheese. <laughs> oh, that is my favorite Have you one. seen The Devil and the Cheese? Yeah, I watched it What's your favorite day. part of The Devil and the Cheese, Travis? My favorite part. Watch it every day. <laughs> <laughs> if you've watched it every day, you must have a favorite act. All right, my favorite act. Quote. My favorite act is when I get up in the middle of the night, possessed. By the devil himself. 
It's me, because I'm acting in it. And I go to my refrigerator, and I look for that shredded cheese. Mm. And Ooh. I just eat it. And you bump a line. I eat it. it. But that's the yeah. cheese and the devil at that point. No. The, you gotta no be- Cody, stop the semantics. This is art, dude. All right, let's I'm move just along. trying to Travis- do art. It's very obvious that Travis has only seen the devil and the cheese once or twice. <laughs> he doesn't even remember how it goes. Yeah, well, the ending is when I make out with the cheese and they all get married ever after. I believe you, Travis. Followed by the oh, devil. you're married and- every day. <laughs> every other day. And because you're divorced between those days. Because <laughs> I have cheese shits in between. Oh, and so you can't hard get in- <laughs> trying to pass that poop. <laughs> You're pretty much just a totem pole of digested cheese with human flesh on the outside, aren't you? Thank you for the compliment. All right, so after the devil and the cheese, he, uh, for whatever reason, I I don't know why, guys, he picks up all these roles just as villainous sheiks. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. He's old. He's He's European. He's ugly. Are sheiks European, Travis? What? Are sheiks European? Wait, Sheiks? Sheiks? What? You don't know him at all, Mike. Who, Bella Goosey? Yeah. You're calling him old and bald. And, and this, is not, this is like his well, first... He hasn't, even, he hasn't even done a movie yet. Oh, <laughs> He's on Broadway, shit. yeah. This is, this is pre-career stuff. He's ugly, though. I don't know. He looks ugly when I saw He's a charming-looking man. Yeah, he's a nice gentleman. He was a Hollywood actor. Yeah. The face of Dracula. He's talking about sheiks, though. Sheiks. You know what a sheik is? Like a like a like a Middle Eastern man. Yeah. Are those European? No, I didn't know you said sheiks. I said sheiks, didn't I? You did say sheiks. Yeah. What do you think you said? I sheiks. Th- I thought you- <laughs> he has sheiks. I got four sheiks for you right now. All right. So he plays Middle Eastern people. Why is that weird? Because he's not. No, he's Eastern European. Put that on your CV. And he's just. I play a great Arab. <laughs> it's so weird. Eastern European is close to the Middle East, right? Just put him, put him in the play. Yeah, why not? Passes. However, his big role surmises. 1927, approached for the role of Dracula. (laughs) His most starred role. However, he was not the first choice, but he and the casting crews were just like, eh, he'll work. Oh, okay. That's Burn. how he got rolls back then. Yeah. Why did this work for him? Because he was burning through the bitches and slamming the witches and <laughs> in the back of my Dracula. <laughs> Do it, baby. I'm Bella Laguancy. He had this ultra-sexual Hungarian accent. And what is Hungarian to Transylvania? More or, or less home. the same. Yeah. yeah. More or less the same thing. The border squidged throughout the years. But... At one point, Transylvania and Hungary were the same thing, so hey, get the weird guy to do the vampire accent. It works. Look at those fucking eyes. Yeah, he's got beady boys. I oh, yeah. your blood. He's got very, it's, it's like light color eyes with these real focused looking. And they always like flag it just right so yeah, you can see like the ugly. stars in it. He does well with lighting. So what are your favorite vampire roles? Oh. Everyone. Mike, you go first because you said a good one. Was it Nosferatu? You can take that one. The original OG, yeah, the silent film one. Wait, we're just doing Dracula. No vampires. No, just vampires. Vampires, oh, okay. Yeah, the original one. That was scary. Dude, Nosferatu? scary as fuck. Oh, there's wow. no, there's no fucking dialogue at all. Yeah, it's just all, like, it's weird classical music playing in the background. Mm. Me? Oh, I like Gary Oldman in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ah, uh, with Tommy Waits. Was Tommy Waits in that? Tom Waits was Renfield. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves was a man who had to leave a building and had a real hard time with it. It's a very sexual version. I believe, uh, was that Co- Coppola, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was 93. Very good. 
Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's got great hair in it. He's just like banging chicks and stuff yeah. in their necks. I like That's it. Didn't tight. need an end. The movie could have just went. Just him like looking at the camera and being like, "Let me suck that. Suck that. Let me suck that blood." <laughs> Speaking about, of sucking on vampires, what about I'll, you? Great. I'll, I'll say Brad movie. Pitt. Brad Pitt was a great vampire. Interview with the interview with a vampire. I guess yeah. that was him. It's like Anne Rice, isn't it? Yeah, it was good. Damn. Dude, you like Anne Rice, good, man? I think yeah. my favorite, probably the spookiest, Blade. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. We're done. That's we're done with the podcast. Yeah, dude. Blade, dog. Wesley okay. Snipes, four million. Snipey. Was it four million? Yeah, I'm gonna snipe you. Yeah, it's four million. His, his it, flat rate. That, that weird scene where he turns into CG. Forty blade for Whoa. a second. Forty. It's Forty million flat rate for Wesley. Forty Snipes. million to do any film. Anything worth it? Okay. <laughs> Even if he's an extra. Yeah, oh. worth it. So he's doing his shtick. He's pouring on the thick, 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 thick. Hungarian accent. People are eating it up. He's actually touring as Dracula. Dracula actually lets him fly around America. Oh, shit. Gives him power. It's like, ooh, I can actually move around. And he settles in the one, the only, sunny Hollywood, because, hey. Oh! All good things start and end in sunny Hollywood. Hollywood. This is where the fuckery picks up, as you can imagine. So, can't help it, but he's eventually typecast as the villainous foreigner. You can't do anything about it. Oh, well, yeah. It, lo- it, it walks like a villainous foreigner. It talks like a villainous foreigner. It's mm-hmm. a villainous foreigner. Must be Spider-Man. Someone told me. <laughs> and this is where he meets up and talks to, not his first time, but intervenes with the career of Boris Karloff. Is it Karlov or Kloff? Karloff. Karloff. And Karloff said, Lugosi could not act. He never learned his craft. Everything was gimmick, hokum, and novelty with Lugosi. Oh, he's just doing the weird talk, guy eh? thing that he usually does. It's pretty mm. foul. It is. It's just like he's just doing him. He doesn't know how to act. Petty. He's kind of, kind of right because Lugosi had a horrendous weakness with ad libbing, which is the basis of acting, I believe. I believe so too. You need to ad lib. If you can't ad lib, go suck a job. Another oh, job. oh good ad, good ad lib. Yeah, I was gonna say job. I'm not very good at yeah. ad libs, but I'm good at mad libs. Yeah, mad libs. Yeah, uh, right. Mad- yeah, Actually, we're actors, dude. You and me, Mike. We're, we're actors. gonna read some mad libs later, Travis. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> read some finished ones from 1997. <laughs> no, we're gonna Real do them stuff. together. I was very together. fun with that. Yeah. So. Bela Lugosi's accent was an incredible burden. He was unavoidably typecast. He's playing Castle Counts. He's being the hunchback cohort of the bad scientist. He's being the Eastern European doctor professor that eventually conspires to murder the protagonist. You know, that guy. Yeah. Ooh, spook. However, at the time, there's a ban on British horror. Oh, my goodness. British horror? Can't have any of that, can we, Thomas? Oh, shit. What's so right about British horror? It's spookums, and the, the British people can't have it. No. Oh, the, the British people are afraid of it, you say? Or just... Or British... We, or we can't get British stuff. No, no, no. The British people stopped importing horror. Or, or like, stopped, like, having a demand for horror movies. It's great outside enough. We don't need these people flapping their wings, bringing people back alive in our town. <laughs> Why do no, sorry. We like rainbows, bunny rabbits, and deep, deep drummer. Oh, all right. Good job, well, love. Why are they? Why are they fucking? Uh... I don't know. Some kind of censorship thing. Yeah, bullshit. Whatever. Bullshit. It was eventually lifted, 
But, as you can imagine, this put an incredible fucking hampering on Lugosi's career. He had to resort to universal B thrillers, not technically horrors, but thrillers, mind you. And Things where he gets to be in the shadow. Yeah. I'm behind this cape. Spooked you. And Look also, at me, I'm back here. Also, very, very critically painful of an actor. He's doing parodies of his former legendary self. So he's like, oh. That's pretty uh, sick, dude. I would love to sad. do that. I mean... You're making fun of what you used to be. Like, that's. Someone oof. told me <laughs> I this, am so high. <laughs> this, however, kept the lights on and helped him get a little re noticed, if you will. So, a little buzz got generated about, back up about Lugosi and his glorious vampire acting ways. Yeah, the creepy immigrant's got a sense of humor. <laughs> So, Jeez. if you can remember, he's you sound a like a real Hollywood producer over there, Tom. <laughs> so, Let me see your tits. <laughs> so, pop quiz, Michael, you're gonna get this one. What was the medal he got for fighting in World War One? Uh, Purple Heart. You get <laughs> half credit. You get half credit, Tom. <laughs> save him. He gets the Wounded Warrior Project. And that's not true. The no, Travis, he got the wound. The medal. wound medal for catching a little <laughs> so, bit of shrapnel. That shrapnel <laughs> gave him some pretty fucking nasty sciatica. Travis, you know what sciatica is? It's when you go into the machine with, for the magnets and they pull all the shrapnel no. out. No. It's no. a nerve. The sciatic hey. nerve yeah. runs in... Uh, down your like, butt. Down your butt. Yeah. And uh, if, it, if, if it doesn't get stretched enough... Or you uh, get old. Or you get old and you get shitty. Or you get it, shrapnel. It, it's very hard walking or sitting down for long periods of time. Or I feel like it's a very Jewy condition. It's very Jewy. <laughs> oh, my sciatic. Yeah. Wait, isn't the sciatic nerve like whenever anyone says, oh, intelligent design, you could just be like, the sciatic nerve is not fucking intelligent. Because that nerve runs from your brain down to your ass and then back up to your head. To, like, control your speech. I think that's the esophageal nerve. Okay. But the sciatic nerve... No, because nerve. there's people who lose their legs who speak. Yeah, I've seen All those. right, well, uh, maybe I'm getting it mixed it's up. It's the esophageal nerve. Yeah, that was fucking it goes, dumb. It goes, <laughs> like, up your butt or something like that when it doesn't need to. Yeah. But sciatica, yes, Thomas, is essentially radiating leg pain, which is understandable if you took some shrapnel in a war in yeah. Russia. Mm-hmm. Russian shrapnel's ten times worse than, like, English shrapnel. How is that? I don't know. Oh. So, <laughs> you ready it's for... It's all red. It's all rusty. Yeah. It's red. Are you yeah. ready for some good old-time doctor remedies? Yes, I want to hear. So the Tony, doctors... this is your shit. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So the good doctors of the time come out swinging hard with some good old remedies. Asparagus juice. Oh, yeah. That'll, oh, yeah. That'll Asparagus clear, that'll straighten you up. Yeah. Clear right up if you can manage to get it down. If you drink enough of this, your cum will smell weird. <laughs> If you drink enough of this, your piss will leave a bruise if you pee on your girlfriend. We're going to start pissing broccoli. <laughs> so that... Just right out, just sprout out yeah. of the hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it! Why did I do this? <laughs> this is, okay. Only 12 more of those. <laughs> so they noticed the asparagus juice wasn't working, and so they just ratcheted up his prescription to uh, morphine. Oh, well, that's what you should do, right? Well, it's not like morphine doesn't work. <laughs> it's true. The doctors at the time were slinging out morphine Are like it was pain? fucking candy. They had surplus on Halloween. Oh, does, yeah. Does you have an issue? There's a war. May surplus? we be helping you? Does hurt happen? Have this. <laughs> Try some of this morphine. 
You will feel much better guaranteed. Have you ever experienced any type of pain in your life? Try morphine. Has a loved one left you? <laughs> Try morphine. See our ad in Golf Digest. See our ad in Come Digest. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. I don't know. I'm just gonna repeat that for about six minutes at the <laughs> at the end of the episode as the outtake. Have it get higher in pitch every time. CR added cum digest. Yeah, you shouldn't digest too much cum. That happened to little Kim, right? Yeah, she had a bad day. You can't digest it that well. She had to call quits on a concert. <laughs> a lot of cum. Too much. Call it quits on the dick. Overcomed. Overcome. She I, overcame. She herself. succumbed. <laughs> Overcame her fear, right into hospital. What a brave woman. Succumbed to the the dicks. Anyway, you're hooked on morphine, bingo bango. You eventually get hooked on methadone, which is the wean-off drug, but it's still pretty naced. Yeah, bad stuff. His dope fiendedness did not help his higher ability. As you can imagine, he lost a bunch of work because it's like, ah, it's the vampire that likes smack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, vampire with really sunken in eyeballs. More than your typical vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And also, he was slightly butthurt. I think Travis will expand on this over some very thespian drama over top billing with a certain other fellow thespian. Ooh, there's a hint. (laughs) Spooky. It was Boris, the invincible. My God, that fucking freak. What an idiot. 1948 Lugosi would play Dracula for his second time. Also, his last. Ooh. That's right. Lugosi only played that sexy vampire twice, believe it or not. Really? Yes. Hmm. He was Dracula just twice. Every time else, he was just a Transylvanian vampire. Oh, okay. Like the vague... Oh, I I, I can see that. I mean, Universal owns all these properties, so... He can be the vampire. He can't be... Dracula. 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 This movie was Abbott and Costello meet Dracula. So it was not (laughs) a very... (laughs) It was a box office hit, but that was... Straight to film IMAX. No, that that film did very well, actually, but it was also a signifier in the horror movie world that all these, like, these spooky icons that we're we're talking about... It's sad. their, Their heyday is up. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're having fun now. You're a novelty. Heydays right. will always have an end. Yeah. And sometimes they are very sad. Yeah, sometimes mm. they're on picture. You can see it. You can see the emotion just drain from an actor's face during a specific, like, line. 92 minutes of me being finished. <laughs> <laughs> One. One. <laughs> Career. <Two. laughs> <laughs> I heard I didn't I think I read something about Bela Lugosi in Plan Nine from Outer Space. We'll get that's there. What I was thinking of we just watched that. Oh, okay. We just watched that incredible movie. They cut my whole line out. That has uh, a very rectangular interior to a flying saucer that bewilders me. It's beautiful. Like wow, this is kind of just sad. He's doing parodies of his legendary role. He's doing C movie parts. He's doing. Uh, he's he's dropping pre-production movies in interviews, which if you're an actor, that's kind of a no-no. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I got uh, the 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 specific title he dropped was "The Ghoul Goes West." Oh, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got this movie in the works called "The Ghoul Goes West." I want to be a big star, and it's, it's going to be great. You know, so it's kind of sad that he's just like 
Bella, it's me, Martin, from the Ghoul Goes West production company. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, you don't do that. It's, <laughs> it's a big no-no nowadays, and like movie actors will get fired over it. And just to add insult to injury, he got himself slightly embarrassed on air, I think it was a radio play, in the Texaco Star Theater, where he was just fucking hopelessly lost when his scene partner just started going off script. And you know your boy Bella Lugosi cannot yeah, can't improvise. Even, no. Can't do that. So just imagine a bumbling, like, Count Dracula, like, oh... Uh, blah, blah. I want no. to suck your onion? Why don't you read your lines? <laughs> and towards the very sour end of his life, he had to be committed to a sanatorium, essentially just a glorified detox clinic, because, believe it or not, your boy, Bela Lugosi, is noted as the first Hollywood actor to be open about his drug problem. Really? Yes, he was like the first guy that was like, I have a problem and I need help. Wow, this yeah, is wow. why I cannot add lip. Yes. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it so much, he said he took his prescribed drugs and just got sicker and sicker. Jeez. He eventually asked me how he died. Asked me how he died. How'd he die with it? He when died. He do. 1956, 73 years old, of a shitty heart, which you can imagine from all the drugs and hard living. Yeah, well, what, what are we talking about here? Like, like 20 years, 10 years of heroin usage? Yeah. Yeah. Like somewhere in the middle there, 15-ish. Yeah. Probably yeah. riding out the tail of his life. Right. He died during the production of Plan 9 from Outer Space, the movie we all watched earlier today. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. So this is where he is. And he died in the middle of it, so they had to hire a body double, a posthumous <laughs> body double. And he was way too tall, way too handsome, and not fat enough. And they got around with it by doing the standard Dracula... I'm going to drape my cape over the lower half of my face. I, I also heard, what was it, Ed, Ed Wood? Ed yep, Wood that, is, yeah, Ed he Wood directed it, I, and he's known in Hollywood as the worst director yeah, of all time. I've, I've also heard sucked. the the vampire that stunt doubled was his chiropractor. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it was his like wife's chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. And they just got him because he was good looking, but Bella Lugosi, my friend, is the farthest thing from good looking. He played hunchbacks. He was typecast as hunchbacks. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was pretty charming when he was younger. Looking all fucking uh, vampiric. Oh, he's yeah. got shrapnel well, in him. Ladies like the vampires now. They do. Oh. He was built. A, he was uh, born in the wrong time. He would have been in Twilight. Yeah, it would have yeah. been fucking, Ooh. what's his name? Edward. Edward. Team, Edward. Team Bella Lugosi. Team Bella. Lugosi. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Is that a real team? I don't know. Better. Let's that's make a real that. character. Team Bella. Yeah, really? That's the girl. Team Bella. Oh, okay. uh, well, we can change that. That we might make... be why she's named Bella. We could Fuck. sell those shirts and get sued by someone. <laughs> Lugosi's buried in California. Get this. In his Dracula costume. That's pretty tight. Wow. Talk about sad. Yeah. Sad. Ready for this? That wasn't in his will. His wife at the time was just like, yeah, it'll be funny. Do it. <laughs> can you imagine being buried in your work clothes? <laughs> I oh would. God. Oh, he loved that character. Bell loved it. They would stop talking about it. How fucking pissed would you be if you got buried in your work clothes? If you fuckers bury me in my work clothes, I don't but know like what that was. But like your first work clothes. It's like me getting oh. buried in deli garbage. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. If I, if I fucking buried you in a little paper hat, you'd be so angry with me. Oh, oh yeah. I kind of want you to do that to me. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, I'd be a little baker boy. <laughs> a little baker boy. <laughs> a little baker boy. I'll just put a bunch of cake in your coffin. Yeah, do that. <laughs> you hate cake, Travis. I love cake. No, I hate pie, you oh, idiot. Okay. You hate pie, Travis? <laughs> I see hate cake. I like meat pies. You fruit, hate just pie in general? Fruit pie? You can go suck my whole Are you vampire kidding me, Travis? Dick. Uh, uh, I'm kind of heartbroken right now, Travis. No, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's mushy fruit. It's garbage. You know, like apple pie? Apple pie can suck my knob. All right, well, thank you very much for bringing that in, Cody. Flipping the table. (laughs) That is the sad life of your boy, Bella Lugosi. Rest in pieces. Came here from far, became a vampire boy. Got so pigeonholed. Yeah, Ah, right. Gets me angry. I couldn't really act. He got lucky. He got stuck with an accent. Could have just digging ditch. Uh, he kind of was. Murder through the witches and All right. So our last person. Let's do it. Our last person is Boris Karloff. Hey. You probably know him as the classic Frankenstein monster. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Flathead. Yeah. Thank you for making body. a distinguishing between... Frankenstein and his monster. Yeah, a lot of people just say Frankenstein. That's not true. Very true. Those people need to go back to the beginning of the sentence and say it right. What? <laughs> say what? Yeah, that sentence. This got figured out. It's not his. It's the Frankenstein. Oh, it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein's. You don't, you're not scared of him unless he's a gun. Yeah, that's like calling <laughs> the atom bomb the Einstein. It, yeah. I'm afraid horrifying. of Einstein. Ooh. It's like no, yeah, no. It's, nah. A little no, bit. No, 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 He's no. smelly and bomb-worthy. Boris Karloff, his real name was actually William Henry Pratt. Wow. wow. Hollywood fucks your names <laughs> up. Pretty, or Ellis Island. I don't know. Whichever. Yes. And he was born in 1887 in Surrey, England, which is part of Greater London. Okay. Uh, his mother was Indian. His father was British. So he had that kind of, you know. He was mixed. Uh, he had that like foreign appeal. exotic look, exotic look, but still so British sexy. accented. Yes, eyebrows that can kill. Yeah. So, yeah. and he would in his career he'd play into that whole exotic look. Good on him. Uh, when he's growing up as a boy, he was bow legged, had a lisp and a stutter, which he was able to work out over time. All right, cool. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Well, bow legged. He unbow legged himself. Unbow legged himself. Um, so he went to King's College in London and dropped out in 1909. Oh, a lot of dropouts tonight. Yep. Uh, originally, his parents forced him into studying for the British Consul Service. So, like, you know, uh, being a diplomat. Right. You want him to travel for free. Well, he's like, nah, I'm going to go to Canada. And he fucked off to Canada. Hey, they just legalized. Oh, did they? Yeah, they got legal weddings now. Mm. <laughs> what? Yeah. Marry your favorite Canadian today. Yeah, ma- marry your favorite plant. <laughs> so Boris goes to Canada to work the farms, maybe making pot marijuana. Oh, shit. Who knows? They have farms wow. in Canada? Times yeah. are wild. What do they grow? Icicles? Yeah, this is probably like maple syrup icicles. I believe uh, lettuce is a cold weather crop. Oh, yeah. Really? That and That's why it's called spinach. iceberg. Oh, shit. Do you think you grow it in the snow? Ice Not that cold. But like, what if the snow grew a lettuce? Then you'd have a very good lettuce. Yes. I'm hungry enough. <laughs> For lettuce, you rabbit? For lettuce? <laughs> yeah. That's a real appetizer. Ugh. Yeah, so he's working in Canada. He's doing some odd jobs. He's a farm laborer. 
Eventually, he found acting. <laughs> the light. And shortly after, he chose the stage name Boris Karloff. So it's is, totally picked. Yeah, it's nothing like his real name. I would have worked with Billy Pratt. Billy, Billy Pratt? Because that's his real name. Yeah, probably. would have gone with William Chris Pratt. Pratt. So Bor- Taken, man. So, yeah, Boris explained his, his choice of name as Boris just sounded foreign and exotic. Oh, <laughs> true. And Karloff was apparently a family name originally originating from Karlov, uh, which came from a Slavic country. But there's a lot of debate because his descendants said there's no heritage to Slavic countries in their family. Oh, this is 23 and me. Yeah, so he was just like, ah, I don't know. This is me, probably. It'll get me jobs. Yeah. I'm Indian. Hollywood. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, the real reason why I think uh, some uh, biographers think that he changed his name was that he was ashamed that he chose the life of acting, oh. where his family were all part of the British consulate and foreign service, and like he was like, oh, well. Like, he had brothers that were like diplomats, and he was just a little actor in Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. What a shame. Himself. What a shame acting is. Mm. All those groupies. People touching you and oh. looking and appearing in certain ways. <laughs> Swishing around the room. Swanky <laughs> parties and boas on almost every woman's neck. Sometimes <laughs> nine. Yeah. Yeah. So Boris left Britain in 1909 and he was actually afraid of reconnecting to his family. And didn't see any of them until long after he had like become famous, until 1933, when he returned to Britain for the film The Ghoul and uh, met his brother. And his brother was like, "Oh, that's cool. You're a fucking actor. So, hey, can I have money? some of those cheeses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it trail mix? I'll just eat the raisins. Okay, no." You know what's really the best things in those mix? The rye chips. Oh, yeah. Best ones. I think we talked about this in the podcast. Have we? I think we've talked about this. Oh, that was the fucking trail mix. Yeah, Yeah, Mike is hungry the whole podcast. You got munchies, Mike? Yeah, he wanted lettuce. I want everything. (laughs) Give this man some lettuce and some raisins. (laughs) Yeah, give him some Some lettuce. lettuce. Real satiating. All right, let's start the the new sandwich of Mike. It's uh, rye, and you got lettuce and raisins on it. Yeah, serve with chopsticks. Little mayo, yeah, little mayo, mayo uh, raisins. So, <laughs> pound of bacon. Coming, yeah. coming to America. Oh yeah. Uh, turn of the century, the twentieth century. It seemed like a whole lot easier to just work wherever the fuck you wanted because they didn't really have papers. No and they papers. did. They did, but yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. They were on loose leaf. So he would do manual labor in Canada. He would do manual labor in the states. And he worked for a theatrical stock company uh, that did shows in both Canada and the U.S. Ooh, versatile. Hmm. He was unable to list, enlist in World War I uh, due to back problems he developed oh, as sciatica? a laborer. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, Bella Three Vita, months he spent in camp yeah. picking lettuce out of snow. <laughs> That's what he did. But Bella was actually in World War One. Yeah. And Boris was like, oh, my back. My back? Oh, acting. Oh, oh, the bees, my back. Uh, Eventually, after a decade of doing this shit, he ended up in Hollywood in 1919. Uh, Boris started working in silent films. He worked on tons of them, always playing like minor supporting roles or like extra roles. Mm. And Quiet man with hat. Yeah. Quiet man turned around. 
Corner boy. Large man. Ethnic looking child. Messenger. Good roles to have. I like corner boy. Corner boy. Not, not corner boy. Corner boy. Yeah, would I be corner boy? You can corn, be corner corn boy. boy. Hell yeah. I'm going to be in I'll your movies. I'll put you in a corner. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, you can be you. in my movie. Little Jack Horner. Fuck you. I'm doing a silent film, too. I'm corner boy. It's so experimental, it's just a picture. <laughs> so he'd re- mainly make his money uh, working labor, manual labor. Right, right, right. Blue gigs collar. and do plastering walls in between gigs. So after another decade of doing that, just he did a total of 80 films. Whoa. Just like silent films, wow, bit lot. parts. Wasn't making any money, really. Until eventually, 1931, he landed his first breakout role in as Frankenstein's monster in yeah. Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Yeah! Very nice. And he really defined the image of what everyone knows as Frankenstein's monster. The whole square head, the deep set eyes, the metal bolts. That was a neck. huge risk back then. Like That's cliche now. Yeah. But then it was just like, whoa, look at that thing. Yeah, in fact, Bella Lugosi originally was the first person that they went to for Frankenstein. Really? And he said that um, that that role was meant for someone that was thick or dim-witted or something like that. Oh, so tying back to Bella. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. Well, he didn't even know Bella was going to try out, but he was like, all right, well. It's not a speaking role, is it? Yeah, like grunts and shit. Torches. That's what you say the whole time. I mean, Frankenstein, I could do that role. Frankenstein's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to bed and wake up. His monster, right? He's really grouchy. Grouch? No. Don't like a file. Little bulls. Just misunderstood. Do you think Frankenstein's deaf? Probably. Maybe he's dead, too. Do you think he uses Braille to read? Yeah, for fun. Yeah, for fun. Yeah. It's a good idea. He touches his bolts. Do you think Frankenstein gets off by touching his bolts really hard? Yeah. Like, those are his neck nipples? Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. His uh, bolts become so uh, short. Yeah, they get longer yeah. as you, like, play with them. It's like, yeah, they're, they're out to his shoulders. There's like, hairs on them for some reason. They Ooh. start standing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, just really deep inside them. Wait, or have you ever done that thing where you take a 9-volt battery and stick it on your tongue? Yeah. yeah. Do that with the fucking bolts? Ah! Oh. Oh. Yeah! My batteries. <laughs> My batteries. My double Ds. <laughs> All right, after Frankenstein, Boris became almost an instant monster horror icon. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And he had he would do roles outside of horror. Like people really liked him, his acting. I guess I don't know. He just it was, was like good. Mainly the it's good. The, the evil. He was mainly the exotic evil man or a monster. Right. So well, he was in competition with Bela Lugosi and yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. Ooh. Yeah. So he starred in a whole bunch of movies like the old. Dark House, The Mask of Fu Manchu, <gasps> which he was a in Asian face. Yeah! <laughs> but he was an Asian face for the mysterious Mr. Wong. Yep. Uh, Wong Chaney was... Sr. was like it was his job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's done like six roles like that. <laughs> you got like hazard pay because there's asbestos in the makeup. He also finished his beer like me. Oh, yeah. Same. He, Same even, he even tried to recreate the Academy Award winning performance that Arnold Vonslew performed in The Mummy, but unfortunately, Boris's interpretation of Emotep was not as good because there was no bit Brendan Fraser or okay, Benny in fuck his version. Yeah, yeah, so, true. yeah, so, you know, it was a commercial flop. These things happen, though. Yeah, well, you know. 
when, when these monster movies first start coming out, they were like big news, and then the studios get greedy and they keep peddling them out. The People Ghost like, of Frankenstein, yeah, is a real movie. Yeah, that was Lon Chaney. That, that was also was Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there was no Brendan Fraser in his version. Yeah. Because of the, the time, space. Yeah, the timing time. was the biggest issue there. It's way off. You haven't been born for 30-something years. <laughs> it's a problem. No, actually, The Mummy was uh, uh, this classic world. Oh, okay. Well, that's new news. Why don't we get more of Boris? Please. No, I'm saying Boris was the original Mummy. Okay. I know. Yeah. The original original? The yeah. OG Koosh Mummy. Alright. <laughs> Boris actually helped found the Screen Actors Guild. Hey, SAG. SAG. Good. SAG. Uh, I his, guess. I his, don't know. His guild card was number nine. Hey. Um, so there's that. Did Lugosi have one of those? I don't know. Hmm. He was a communist. He probably, probably not, then. not. No. Probably. It's a union. Mm, yeah, but they don't capitalist. want capitalists. Yeah. Well, we'll find out later. We'll see. Or not. Alright, so Boris... Uh, he Please. was married a lot. Yeah? Not as much as Bela Lugosi, but, uh, he was married four times. That part might have been cut, but whatever. And his marriages were, uh, scattered with a whole bunch of scandal and scandal and scandal. And really? Very Hollywood. Hollywood. Very Hollywood. He was actually, um, a bisexual man. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like- he liked both ways, and he holds the goal. Like your Marlon? Likes dipping around? Yeah, likes dipping. Dipping and weaving. Get a little freaky. Yeah. yeah. And he had one extramarital affair with uh, director, the director of Frankenstein, James oh, Whale. Hollywood. Um, oh. Which lasted about a year. This was like right before Frankenstein. Around, or around that time. Is it James Wood? So he actually sucked the director's dick. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. Uh. And then Boris hooked up with a Lillian Bond, who was in the Ziegfeld Fro- Follies, which was a famous uh, huh. floozy. I feel like of. I know that name. Yeah, it's like a vaudevillian, like, I don't know, if you think of like... Cone tits. Yeah, coney tits. Oh, yeah. Like Rag a coney's hot dog. Look at these babies dancing on a wooden stage, wooden stage. Wouldn't you see the help it? Not oh, knocking over candles. Wooden stage, titties. wooden stage. This <laughs> <laughs> So he hooked up with that chick and then rubbed it in James Whale's face, who's actually like, you know, James Whale, he's actually kind of an interesting guy. He was like the first openly gay man oh. in Hollywood. Oh, like okay. everyone knew that he was gay and uh-huh. he lived with a man and like, it's pretty interesting. Like he did a whole bunch of movies directing it, but he actually had like a real attachment to Boris and <laughs> Boris was married, but like Boris probably promised him a whole bunch of shit. And then oh. he was like. Boris like, I'm hooking up with Lillian Bond. Fuck you. And basically... <laughs> like, I'm not gay anymore. Yeah. Basically, basically all of his... He wouldn't talk to James. He would send Lillian to, like, explain what he was... They were oh. working on another movie together. Oh, uh, okay. Like, he used Lillian, Lillian as this, like, middle woman. Lillian li- Liaison. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did I say he was married f- four times? I meant five times. Oh, shit. <sighs> That's a lot. Yeah. But he was always like, kind of rocking like side chicks. Mm-hmm. His fourth wife, uh, Dorothy Stein, um, who he had a daughter with, he divorced her and then married another woman the following day. Yeah! Wow! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. You gotta wait six months. Depends on where you are. Yeah. Sometimes so, you could do it yesterday. I'm getting divorced tomorrow. You wanna get, get married, married today? Today? I got a cake for the divorce and the marriage. All right, Boris and Bella. 
there was a legendary feud. Little bit. Between those two. Because they were both, like... Lon, Ch- Lon Chaney Jr. was a little later. He was slightly later. And Lon- then Lon Chaney was earlier. Yes. So he was kind of like... They were both balancing... Kind of like were these two dudes. But Bella and Boris were at the same time, competing right. for roles. That's why you guys are doing them back to back. Now you have info on That's both of them. That's why the reach round's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Don't question it. That's why. Just, you know, I, I know our listeners are smart and all, but that is why. Smart listeners. Sexually smart That's listeners. why. That is why. <laughs> I want you on my tongue. <clears throat> so Boris was uh, kind of was a little bit of a drama queen, and found a lot of the roles uh, beneath him. So he would kind of, like, pawn off these roles. Okay. To, and, like, Bella would kind of scoop them up because Ooh. he was so... <laughs> Master uh, has given yeah. Dobie a role. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, and also, Bella at the same time was really bitter for being typecasted as Dracula, and Bella turned down the role of Frankenstein, like I, like I was saying saying it was a role for a halfwit. Right. But Frankenstein turned out to be a commercial success and kickstarted Karloff's career. So it really kind of kicked him in, in his ass, you right. know? Yeah. Be- Bella's just like, oh shit, I was wrong. I'm not so hot right now. Yeah. There's an imminent threat to my chokehold on the horror monster community. Right. Exactly. And Boris has more than one. He's he's a not a one-trick pony. Yeah. You know, he's doing Frankenstein. He he's doesn't doing... have a Transylvanian accent. Yeah. Ah. Although they both shared the screen multiple occasions, it seemed like they were cold, but also professional about it. I think a lot of these, these, um, I feel like over time, the legend of these two hating each other kind of just became this myth. Right. But Ah. in reality, they kind of were like, all right, well, this is a job. They get soup on Sundays with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nah. Nah. And like I was saying, this rivalry was more about the fanboys. Yeah. Since they were both on stage together, or both in movies together, people have been arguing, who's the better actor? Was it Bella or Boris? You know? Um, And when I was researching Karloff, I was looking for dirt on him, and I found an active blogspot page. What? Like, the last thing they posted was October 7th of oh, this year. No. Great. Oh, And the name of the site is saintkarloff.blogspot.com. Oh, <laughs> this is going to get petty. You're doxing yeah. a little bit, but we'll see. Oh, I don't this care. This is doxing. Go it's check an that open shit domain. Out. Yeah, it's an open domain. You can Go Google sh- this shit. So he this, Googled it. This yeah. isn't doxing. Yeah. This is a Bella Lugosi fanboy page. And the thing that I, I really didn't like about it was that, like, you know, he would go on and on about how Boris Karloff needed grease to, like, paint up his face because he had an ugly face and was terrible acting. He had, like, unsubstantiated claims about him being into bondage Whoa. and being a pedophile. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, what are you, you can't just fucking say that. Someone's ripping into Karloff or Bella? Into Karloff. Oh, okay. They're a Bella fanboy. Oh, so okay. they're like, oh, St. Karloff, because that's what they used to call Boris Karloff because he's a really nice guy. Oh, all right. So, yeah, no, you can't make those claims. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's 2018. What's that username? I don't know the username, but the... Tell me the username. I don't know, know the username. It's the Who, host of the site. A, yeah, whoever Oh, was. okay. Well, whoever owns that, you're a sad... We're not the host, the webmaster? Owner. 
Yeah, know. there's also some weird fucking shit about him being like in, or the 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 owner of this domain is right. kind of like slightly Indian racist. He was like saying a lot of shit about him being Indian. Like, oh, so it's a British guy, probably. Yeah, and fish and chips, dude. Uh, so 2018, and there's people still talking shit about Boris Karloff. Yeah, who's better? You know, who's bad? Who's better? They're actors. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm sure there's like other sites that exist where it's like, I'm anti Bella Lugosi. Oh, the inverse you is know? out there. Yeah. yeah, but again, like from all I saw, like they seemed kind of cool together. In fact, later in life, Boris Karloff said, "Poor Bella, he's worth a lot more than he got." Oh well, no. Boris Karloff seems like a normal dude then. I know. Yeah, yeah you I mean, fucked up. But oh, in a good way. Up. Aside from some affairs and stuff. That's some affairs. Know. Greasy, Shit greasy. on my guy. Uh, <laughs> all right, so later on in his life, he was confined to a wheelchair and an oxygen tank. Oh, oh. Smoking. As you do. Yeah. And then uh, he returned to Britain for a while, had a severe chill one day, went to the hospital, and died at the age of 81 oh, in fuck. 1969. Sick. That's good year to die. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think I probably I couldn't really find that much shit about this dude. That's fine. He was interesting. Well, that's what we get with Master Series. Yeah, the idea. Yeah, you get the raw peen tonight, baby. It's about learning. It's about friendship. It's about friendship, postmortem, and. Beer. Got for one roast in there. Beer. Yeah, it's too tall. Well, I feel like yeah, he's just too he's, tall. He's like a giraffe. I feel like that's he's a sp- fucking. He should have been hired by Toys R Us. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> you need to be this I, short to ride the ride. I feel like that's the spirit of Halloween, guys. Yeah, bow legs. That really is a spirit of Halloween. How was, how was your you time? Get what you want. Sometimes playing soccer with your bow legs. Yeah, it's hard to do. I don't know. I'm saying that's the spirit that's of Halloween. With bow legs. Yeah, <laughs> you get what you want. Sometimes, other times, you get pretzels. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah, you're supposed to have fun. Spirit of Halloween. Yeah. Well, excellent. Let's wrap up the Roast Morning Podcast Halloween special yeah. slash anniversary episode with one more quick segment in which we talk about our favorite monsters for the Halloween spookiness. So each of us will have a few minutes to uh, just kind of put a case forward for their favorite monster. And uh, I'd like the first person to go to be Mike. My favorite monster would probably have to be Jason Voorhees, I would say, from the Friday the 13th All movies. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, dog. Yeah, it's like pretty every badass. movie was kind of like softcore porn as a kid a little for bit. me. Sprinkled in. See like some tits once in a while, and I was like really hyped to see that as a kid. It is very ex- like uh, exhilarating to yeah, see that when you're 13 yeah. or so. I like when Kevin Bacon died. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. <laughs> what? The Hollow Man? No, he died. Tremis. He was in... Uh, Which one was the, he in? The first one, I think, right? He was a guy, kid that was in his bed, and he, he fucking smacks him in the head and fucking stabs him. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Or was that I two? Just it was either Man. one or two. I, I, no, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I was always a big Jason Voorhees fan. Nice. I was always a fan of like, the hockey mask and shit. I don't know. I thought it was cool. He only rocked the know. hockey mask after, the, was it, the three? It was burlap right? early. No, like, right? Halfway through the second movie, he got it, I think. Uh, he had a potato sack on his yeah, head for a while. Yeah, he had the potato sack, burlap. and yeah. then, yeah. The first one was his mom's. Jason Voorhees from Mike. Who's next? So mine is the Kappa. 
what's the kappa? I brought up the kappa in uh, Is it a frat boy? Uh, yeah, it's a little kappa 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 dangus. Uh, kappa phi, beta phi, phi kappa. So I brought up the kappa during someone's obituary at one point. You did? I did. Wow. But I'm going to explain it a little more. So the kappa is a Japanese mythological creature. Uh-huh. Kappa is a combination of two words, kawa, which is water, and warawa. <laughs> which is You're fucking with me. Which Fuck is you. A, which is child. Water oh, child. So he's water boy. Oh. <laughs> and sand he's a little hey. water boy. <laughs> so the kappa, he lives in the ponds or rivers. He's a green man. He's all slimy. He's got a turf shell. And he's about the size of a child. This sounds like a good boy to me. Sounds like a good boy stays in the water. It's but, where Koopas come from. Yeah, he's also got shitty oily head of hair. And in the middle, he's got a, a thing that called a Sarah, which is a bowl or dish, and it's filled with mystery goopy water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Do people drink out of it? No. Well, you could. But the, basically, the thing about this thing is that as long as the cap is outside the water, he needs to have liquid in his Sarah because that's his life source. Yeah. And if it spills out or dries out, dries up, the kappa is frozen and can die. Like oh. a husk. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, well, why is he all scary then? Well, he's, I mean, he's scary because he's a man who lives off uh, dog water. <laughs> and he usually has a duck bill, right? He's like a dog boy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good dog snapper. boy. He's a good dog boy with a dog ball on his head. So why is he scary? He's, well, he's a mischievous creature. <laughs> Mr. What? Mr. He's a Mr. Fish creature. <laughs> Mr. Fist. <laughs> he's a Mr. Fish creature. And um, he would often pull people into his watery home just to say hi. Hello. Oh, hi. Yeah. It's like, ah, I'm going to drown you. What right are you now. doing? I'm late to work. <laughs> Why am I here? But when he's on land, he would scavenge around for his favorite food cucumbers. <laughs> oh, are those near riverbanks? I don't know. He's fucking pulling around looking for little dongs. Little fucking vegetable dong. Ah, that's amazing. Um, so again, like Ritz really scary about a little vegan turtle boy. I don't know. I got uh, he's not doesn't seem scary at all. Well, he has some other favorite foods. Where are you taking us? I love how I'm doing this like I'm a 13 year old boy doing. A you presentation. are. You're, you're doing a school I'm so presentation. He likes cucumbers. First teacher named like Mr. Erickson or <laughs> M- Mrs. Uh, Sangle. Yeah. So his other favorite foods include the flesh and blood of human horses, cows, and wait, did I say human. You horses? said human horses and cows. <laughs> human horses and cows. Those were his favorites. Yum. <laughs> All right, so the cucumbers are just a treat. Yeah, that's the garnish. <laughs> so that's a starter. That's Mike's lettuce. That's a no, no, garnish. actually, his his number one treat is something called the kursakadama. That sounds good. And that is a mythical ball that's said to contain the human soul. Now, where hey. do you find said ball? Swamps. Kind of a human swamp. Basically, their anus. <laughs> so, oh. so not only do Japanese people think the soul resides in the prostate, but the wow. kappa... That means which, females don't have souls in Japan. Well, I mean, they do. It's just the prostate... The next to where a prostate would be. Yeah. Ah. But, uh, but, but that also means the kappa, in order to indulge in its most favorite food, would suck the soul ball out of your butthole. But, okay. <laughs> Some people might like wow. like to wake up wow, to Wow, Travis. Okay. Yeah, uh, when the, but the Kappas were not always bad. Sometimes they were just up to mischief. 
like looking up women's kimonos or challenging people to wrestling matches. How do they get under women? <laughs> That's just regular Japanese people. Fuck you, I Travis. challenge you to a wrestling match. I'm not going to touch you because you want to suck my asshole out of my body. <laughs> if you ever come across a kappa... There's a couple different ways to defeat the Kappa. Okay, don't wrestle him. <laughs> well, that actually. With your butt. The two easiest ways is to challenge him to a wrestling oh. match. <laughs> That's easy. Because in hopes of spilling the juice out of his head when you're wrestling. Oh, okay. You know, it's just like sloshing around. Oh, okay. Or the second way, apparently, uh, even though I've said a lot of weird things, Kappas are very, very polite. <laughs> Oh, hey. Oh. Japanese. So you have to, what do you say? Can you go away, please? No, what you would need to do is bow very deeply to the kappa, and he will return the bow, thus spilling the water oh, out of his head. So Japanese. Oh, oh, shit. And then you can give him a quick, swift one, like right to the back of the neck. <laughs> practice your Asian karate chop. And that's my favorite <laughs> monster. Ooh. Ooh, very oh, nice okay. touch to Halloween. Well, how much, what was my grade, Tom? Uh, you got a B, Common Core C. Common Core C. What I get? You got an F. Huh. <laughs> F is for fantastic. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. dude. You still pass. Oh. Common Core A+. Plus. <laughs> All right. Hey, guess what? I also did a Japanese thing that involves your butt. <laughs> Yay! They have multiple demons and ghosts that involve butts. Whoa! Well, apparently your soul's there, so... A lot of things are there, Travis. I'm talking about... Cody is talking about... His favorite spirit right now. The Akamanto of Japan, a.k.a. the public restroom ghost. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, uh. motherfucker. Now, which stall is the most haunted in the bathroom? Come on. It's the handicap one. Which would be... The last one. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah, where, the, big that's one. where the bad juju happens. That's, they make the handicap people go the furthest. To fuck to with find. Them. <laughs> you think about it. That's pretty bad. The most haunted one. Working them out. You're fucking I never thought about that, there. but it's true. Get in there. What? I never thought about it. It's always at the end. Yeah. Does, is that is kind that? of fucked up? Fuck it's like this person obviously I cannot. I thought that was for like little kids or something like that because they can't reach the normal size urinals. No, no. They just have that bar. It's dwarfism. So people in, uh, people in wheelchairs use that bar next to pull up. Oh, I thought you talked about the urinals. No, 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 the stall. I'm talking about stalls. Uh, right, so tell me about this bathroom ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Akamanto usually visits you when you decide to take a shit or piss in the last stall. Oh, shit. Oh. And the way this spirit visits you is, there'll be a slight knock on the stall door. And in what I'm assuming would be Japanese, it very, very, very politely asks you, red toilet paper? Or blue toilet paper. Wait, is this the Matrix ghost? <laughs> what? Nope. Uh, maybe it might be Morpheus. Is toilet. that Neo Morpheon? It, it's it would it's be Morpheus, Lawrence Fishbum. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Fishbum comes up, politely asks you, red toilet paper or blue toilet paper? Let's go around the table really quick. What do you What do you pick? I feel like blue is closest to grape, so I'd go blue. Okay. I'm gonna go with blue because red screams hemorrhoid. <laughs> So what do we got? We got a blue, blue, and I'll go with red because they said red. blue. Okay. <laughs> so if you choose blue, the door is immediately kicked open and a monster strangles you to death. See, until you guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> is it a, is it a soothing strangulation? It's not common at all. Is it like yeah. Dar- David Carradine strangulation? Yeah. Ooh. Nope, nope, nope. Well, maybe. I don't know. If you choose red, 
you're slashed into ribbons. Oh, yeah, fuck, fuck you, dude. There's <laughs> <laughs> no winning. Strangled. Yeah. So the blue symbolizes your face turning blue upon asphyxiation, oh. and the red symbolizes your bleeding out. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, you might ask yourself, what if you're a spry, clever motherfucker? How do you how do you dodge this situation? Poo oh, on it. You don't wipe. Yeah. So, Com- you, you wipe know, with what? your hands. All right, what do we? Let's go around the table again. What do you do, Mike? I'm not wiping. Mike avoids the wipe. I wipe with my hands, my left hand. Tom avoids paper. Or, Tom avoids I, I, the, of paper I of wipe, all sorts, but I don't use paper. He uses his left hand or my sock. If you got a sock, yeah, I am just shitting in my hand and then <laughs> throwing it over the stall onto whoever's talking to me. I'm very glad. <laughs> I'm very glad nobody said the trick answer to name something, name a color that isn't red or blue, because for if you do that, you are instantly forfeit to the underworld at the behest of the Akamanto. That guy is an asshole. So don't say yellow or brown or black, because you just white? get sucked over. No, white what, what, what about both? I think both of them. You get any type of trick color oh, answer. Shit. Get you sucked in. But hey, I have good news. Everyone at this table survived because the answer to escape this Japanese demon is to shit on it. Not wipe. Not wipe. (laughs) You not wipe, you survive your encounter. Dude, that's pretty smart. What about the other option where like you're taking a shit and someone goes, Would you like blue or red toilet paper? And then you look over and there's plenty of regular toilet paper. (laughs) No thanks. Yep, that's fine. All you have to do is refuse. <laughs> or you, what's that? You're that one shit where you don't have to wipe it all. The clean one. The oh, clean, the clean, clean one. one. The clean shit. Yeah, yeah, wipe one and done. <laughs> that yeah. would be the worst thing if he gives you either one, the blue or red. You do the wipe and nothing, and then <laughs> you die. <laughs> yeah, ghost wipe, dude. So essentially, you oh, say shit. red, you're cut to ribbons. You say blue, you're strangled. You say any other color, you're pulled to the underworld. Survivors just man up and lady up, maybe too. And just waddle home. Yeah. Or just go to the stinky. next stall. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You could You could. There's many options. Over I don't want longer. anyone talking to me in the bathroom. You That's my... already the horror story for me. Yeah. It's just like, somebody knocked on my goddamn stall. I'm going to wash my butt in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't it weird when you go into a stall, like when you're peeing at a urinal, and then someone tries to have a conversation with you? Yeah, I don't like that. I Fucking like terrible. I'm trying to piss. I'm trying to do anything but talk. Yeah. Would you endure conversation with me if we were just if we're in the outdoors like gentlemen crossing <laughs> extremes like hey Travis night nice nice night for a, a wee I mean if we're outside then it's different all right yeah that's nature talk yeah all right who didn't go yet Tom. I didn't go all right okay what you got so um we were talking about vampires before of course Bell Lugosi and all that and there is one thing in the night that is more scary than any vampire. Where are you taking us? That's Blade. Oh, oh fuck yeah, the best that's... vampire. <laughs> okay, not only is he the best vampire of all time, he is the best Marvel superhero. <laughs> oh. Black Panther was not the first superhero oh, coming out of Marvel. I don't know God. why everyone got their panties in a bunch about it. Blade, Blade already happened. It's one of the best movies to ever exist. Yeah, Blade's fucking yes. sick. Yeah. If you don't know anything about Blade, the theory behind this is that his mother was attacked by Deacon Frost. Oh. Right before she gave birth to him. Oh, Blade comes out as a, what you would call a daywalker. He's, uh, he has the, some of the weaknesses of vampires in which he needs to 
drink their blood to stay alive. Right. But he can withstand the sun. With Hence shades. Day With shades. He needs to look cool. He, mm-hmm. shades. he has shades on all the time. Yeah. Well, Except at night. No, he has no, them on, he has night. Them at night. night. All times. Yeah. Dude. All well, every scene in that movie, there's some shade. Yeah. It's good stuff. Driving at night with it, tinted windows. Very dangerous. Yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, the lore is that Whistler found him <laughs> just when oh he was the God. about the age of 12 or 13. This little whistling boy. At this point, Blade had feasted on blood to survive because mm. he was an orphan out there being a vampire, aging like a human. You see, vampires don't age at normal rates. No. But mm. Blade does. It's part of the trade-off. So the reason Blade hunts these vampires is because he despises what they've done to him. Mm. Oh, go on. His murderous guilt, the fact that he's killed someone to drink the blood. Mm. This is why. This but, is why. He, I see. This is why he's taking revenge against the vampires. Not necessarily to save the human race, but a, a selfish way of, mm. of being like, you've done this to me. Blood. I don't want to live this life. Blah. Red Kyrotan. blood. Watch out for this. Blah. Blah. Yeah, so Blade's the best. That's why I said let's talk about Blade later. I'm saying, well, let's keep talking about Blade. Right. You remember when they oh, went to okay. that Euro fucking trash zone? Which one? In Blade 1 or 2? I think it's 2. It was 2. 2 was great. I yeah. did a commercial with that. Yeah. Dude, that it is like, great. I want to die and go to that rave. Yeah, me too. Forever. Forever. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I don't know. Like, whose blood are they sucking if they're all vampires? Oh, well, they're uh, hard. They bring in those bodies. I mean, the first one. You have the, that that techno club where the blood comes out of the yeah the, the, all, all the hose up top, but you can see all the bodies in the background of the of the uh, the butcher shop that they okay. walk through. Okay. You can see all the human bodies that have been drained out, so you can see where yeah. all the blood comes from. I'm saying this is the best vampire, best zone ever, pretty much. Yeah, so okay. uh, like yeah, for the spirit of Halloween and the spirit of Rose Mortem and the spirit of Tom Saltman, just throwing things out there. Blade is not only the best monster. But the best superhero and yeah. the best movies, the best Good soundtracks, Ron Perlman, techno and big beat. It's all you need. Yeah, sickest uh-huh. haircuts, the writing, best tribal. It, it, it doesn't stop. It's got D- that guy, Donnie Yen. Yeah, from Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's got that guy shit. from fucking uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, The Walking Dead. What? Daryl. Uh, he's in it. Fuck, why am I so mad? What episode? What one was he in? The guy with the crossbow. Oh, well, yeah, he dead. wasn't too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his yeah, name? Uh, Norman Reedus. Thank you. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. But anyway, Sorry. Blade's the best. Uh, Blade 3 is not that good. But Blade yeah. 1 and 2, just fantastic. I just gave away. It's all spoilers, but that's what Halloween's about. It's a treat. Yeah. Or a treat. And Wesley Snipes' price is worth it. $40 million a movie. Flat rate. Flatter than his top haircut. That's right. Okay, anything else on this podcast? I think that's it. All right. treat, motherfucker. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to the Roast Mortem first year anniversary Halloween oh, special extravaganza so master series with Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, and Lon Chaney. Junior, yeah, junior and senior. And a little senior. And a little senior. Oh, I'm just gonna say, so go out man. there, eat your candy, because tomorrow... You're going to wake up with the beaties. Yes, thank you so much for listening. You follow me on Twitter, Tom Saunched, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. You follow me on social media. I'm Travis. I'm Spooky Boy. That works. Okay, I'm Cody McCann. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody McCann, C O D Y M C A N. And I'm Mike, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Regan with two N's if you want to or not. 
And we're Roast Mortem Cast on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we even have a Gmail. And Facebook. Oh, we're on Facebook, too. Oh, Always have to remind me of Mark Zuck, my dick. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. So much. Thank you, Shane. Give me Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Hi there. If you like what you just heard, we'd love to hear back from you. Yeah! Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, at Roast Mortem Cast. Yeah, that's right. That's us. That's us. And if you tag us on either one of those social platforms, mm-hmm. we will write an obituary for you, you sexy corpse you. Yeah, write in. We're going to write an obituary for you. Make sure you tell a friend. Give us a subscription. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. How you're doing, too. Yeah. I want to know how I'm doing, how you're doing. It's just a good old... No one doing fest. Yeah. No one doing fest. That's right. Don't do it. Do it. Yeah. For me. Stick around right now for some obituaries and some outtakes. Here we go. Oh shit! Some people died. Ghost childs. <laughs> I want to turn into like a dumpling. Have you ever turned into a dumpling <laughs> on a on a Saturday? Yeah, I've been turned into a dumpling like good every there, other day. Bro. You are a huh? steamed baby boy. <clears throat> I yeah. got you pretty good the dumpling bit there. Yeah, I was. Uh, I once Matt went into a why. steamed room. You went to a, a steamed s- room. A sauna. Yeah. A, sauna. a sauna. Wait, what, do we finish the show? We just finished. It. Oh, can we go to the steamed room? Yeah, let's go to the steamed room. Oh, okay. But we have to do something first. Yeah, we, well, we made it to the end of the episode. Oh, so, hey. And Hello. we got some obitches. Mm-hmm. Oh. Obitches. I love obituaries. Very organic how we rolled into this. I'm all a shiver. Oh, uh, yeah. Stay a shiver. <laughs> Tom, can you hook us up with the first dead idiot? Yeah, I will. Now. <laughs> a loving idiot that we cherish. <laughs> Shut up, coach. Enough of this. <laughs> So, our first obituary is not for one, but two lovely people. We got a BOGO deal? Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it's the collective anti-social entertainment podcast, which is Riley and Robin. Oh, hey. Uh. A podcast that I joined just the other night. Ooh, we had a shit. fantastic discussion. I got really drunk. I forgot yes. about what I was saying, but I felt like a child by the end of it. Because oh. you know when you just you just let it all go. Were you a child? I am a child. Oh yeah, I'm still a child. No, I've, they're uh, they're great folks, and I had a great time talking to them. Oh, so now cool. I get to kill them. Hell yeah! Can Thanks we have for... them on the cast? Eventually, Ooh. we talked about it, so I'm in. Yeah, that'd be cool. The premium Discord. Come yes, touch us. Exactly. But this is how they die together. They were having lunch together at Taco Bell, and inside of their burritos that they were biting into mm. were none other than the burrito banditos. Mm. Whoa, in the burritos. Yes, right. Inside the burritos. Okay. And these are two infamous muchachos oh. who steal pesos from their victims <laughs> through nipple twisting. So they're south oh. of the border Just a m- if they're stealing pesos. Well, or- I mean, there's a conversion there. Okay. You know, okay. it's- well, Tom, you got to explain how they come out of the burrito. They so, just like... So imagine you... It's like a genie. You just like, got to rub the burrito really feverishly. Yes, you bite it. You bite it like a shark. You, that first knob. <coughs> and then, so they have a mouthful of burrito, and then two hands come out and just reach them. <laughs> <nips and start laughs> Shit. From the burrito. It's the worst burrito them. I've ever... 
twist them, twist them. They're not stealing anything. And they're trying to scream because they're getting twisted on. But they can't scream because they got a mouthful burrito. Start choking on rice. Who chokes on rice? Am I right? I am rice man. So <laughs> this is essentially their doom because they cannot yell. They well, yeah. cannot yell for they help. Can't and they put cannot. The burrito they down. can't put the burrito down. It's so delicious they can't spit it out. They're and just choking on rice. It's on to them. Yeah, and rice and beefs and chicken nipples. All the good things that Taco Bell has to offer. And um, salmon. It, it's very important to note that uh, the the burrito banditos only go to fast food restaurant joints. Well, I would expect that they only go to quality joints. Exactly. Right. 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 So here we have. Our two friends choking to death, and they're dead from it. Oh, Can you believe oh, this shit? Fucking killer burrito attack. Yeah. yeah. No he, one just imagine coming. you're not able to do anything because your nips are getting twisted so fucking hard. I don't hard. need to imagine any I, of that. I think that's... You gave them a very good death. That's how mm. I want to go that way. <laughs> Eating know. a burrito get my nips twisted. Well, these are good fucks. But you die, Travis, at the end of it. Yeah, but... I go. You have to die eventually. Yeah, you all have to die, and, and you that's die. How you're slotting it in. Yeah, right? you get you know, warrior's death. You go to Valhalla. You drink tissed teas. Tissed teas. Tissed teas. Tissed teas. Uh huh. And you get you get to the hall, and you just eat burritos that tweak you. Yeah, but you know they got tweaked a little too hard on reet nips. But anyway, rest in peace, y'all. Rest in Riley and Robin's podcast, delicious pieces, anti-social entertainment podcast. Everyone check it out. They also have a Patreon up, so go check that out and go go listen to them. They're launching a new one. This this is the new one, the anti-social entertainment podcast. They had an old one where they talked about Power Rangers that was pretty cool. That's a solid idea for fuck's sake. They kind of to cut that off. Uh, I, if they want to do a, a rebound of the of the Power Rangers thing and stay good, you just teach the flute lessons when fucking Tommy, Tommy, Tommy plays the flute. the flute. Oh, the Green oh, Rangers. Yeah, you can do like the flute lessons. But all your listeners would have to own clarinets. Yes. Well, that's not a problem. I we, think everyone owns everyone owns a clarinet. clarinet. Everyone oh, knows a has recorder. a Everyone has a younger sibling, older sibling, or a cousin that has played the clarinet, and it's just in their attic. Yeah. All you need is a new reed. Yeah. Use the same one, you <laughs> yeah. idiot. So yeah, run true. up into your attics, rustle through all of the boxes, and if you find a clarinet, especially one that has testicles, that's a good one. Take uh, that one. All right, Cody. Who else is a dying person? The nice people that have to die. Our <sighs> second, I guess third, because you did a two for our third obituary of this lovely night is one Instagram user goes by the name of May and not June. May and not June. No, no, May not June. May not June. May not June. On on Instagram? On the on Instagram. Yes, that's very correct. Our grandmother's name is June. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Mike Mike just materialized out of of thin air. Hello, how are you? What's up? Hey. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Old Junie. So, May Not June let us know that she was enlightened into what E equals MC squared is upon listening to our lovely Einstein episode. Remember that one? Really? That was a good one. I still don't know what it means. Neither do I. So, uh, it's an important episode, though. Wait, for the history of Einstein. Yeah. Wait, what did he learn? B equals GE squared? E equals MC squared. Essentially, energy equals. Oh, God. What does the M stand for? Is Dude, it mass, you did the mass. research. We Equal, fucked it equals up. Equals mass times the speed of light. Energy of light. equals monkey chowder yeah, yeah. times two. Yeah, no. M equals science squared. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Let's <laughs> stop right, sandbagging so. Cody. Um, and she learned, like I said, deeper into the facets of E equals MC squared. And within the frenzied depths of her further laborious research of light speed, gravitational distortion, and whatnot... She uncovered the fabled Akashic Field, the focal point of all universal enlightenment. That shit just uh, happens sometimes. What's the eight, what's Ashpash Kabash Shield? I said it 
while you were trying to form that sentence. Did you <laughs> not catch that? It's it's essentially the focal point of all knowledge. Not just human knowledge, universal knowledge. For the it's sake a- of timing, I'm going to say this one goes over me, Travis, and Mike's head. Yeah, I just this, thought... This is the smartest one yet, Cody. Thanks I just for rubbing it in. Nirvana yeah. plus nerdiness. You sure it's not children's dungarees? <laughs> I'm absolutely sure it's not Oshposh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, just before she could take in all the sum of knowledge, a voice boomed out through the cosmos, asking her to whitelist the Akashic Field on her ad blocker. But lo, she did not heed the warning and proceeded anyway, without having whitelisted the Akashic Field. And in a blind cosmic rage, the ethereal plane subfolded in on itself, creating an irreversible positive feedback loop that just blinked the universe out of existence. So, hey, nothing exists anymore. Jeez, man. Go blame May Not June on Instagram. Oh. All right. Can, well, we, can we start voting on these? Yeah. Is that, so, way, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. It's good. I think. I think But you, I'm also kind of dumb. Yeah, I think you were channeling, like, H.P. Lovecraft over there. Where were the ancient ones, dude? I, I, I stayed away from the Eldritch Horrors just to not touch... Lovecraft's testicles too much. Oh, I just took some walker. Yeah, what is that? There you go. All right, right, Travis, who's next? All right, so uh, the next person is VH underscore Anne. That's her her, uh, Twitter name. VH Anne. VH Anne. VH Anne. She is from Newcastle, Australia. Oh, good night, Mike. In it? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I'm just going to kill her right now. Uh, So she was making some cookies. She's, she's mom. She's making some cookies. You know the the classic Australian nam, nami cookies. Nami cookies. Is nami that cookies. a real thing? Yeah. Is it, it Vegemite? No. It's, well, Vegemite. They that's actually the base layer. They use that instead of butter. Like that's how they 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 coat the bottom. Why do they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Everything Why? tastes Why? like and then, hard vegetable. Yeah. And then the other ingredients are koala and man of war chips. Man of uh, war is the deadliest. One of the deadliest sea creatures known to man. Well, it's Australia. Everything oh, is going to kill you. Yeah. All right, so she's making these nice, tender cookies. And uh, all of a sudden, she hears some barking outside. Like, ah, yeah, squat. <laughs> that's barking in Australia. <laughs> if you've never been to Australia, that's what dingoes sound like. And all of a sudden, her pooch, Sydney McPertha Wales, <laughs> strolls into the kitchen. And he's like, good day, mate, good day, mate, good day, mate. And she's like, what's wrong, boy? I don't understand you. What's happening out there? And uh, he just keeps saying, good day, mate. Even uh, though it's nighttime? Yeah. So she runs outside, following the little Perthy McPoocher boy. Got it. And uh, she sees a giant kiwi. And the okay. kiwi's out there. We don't know the, what you the mean. The bird or the yeah. fur? The, or the, the bird. person. The bird. It the could bird. be the person. We're in Australia. It's right over there. Yeah, it's right. It's well, close. Yeah, he's a, he's a New Zealand bird. Oh, he's okay. very big. He's like eight stories tall. So a kiwi kiwi. Yeah. And he's okay. smoking that Australian dank. He's getting mad high. <laughs> he was like... Does Australia have good dank? Yeah, well, they smell like cactuses and shit. Dude. It's like <laughs> peyote, but it's got weed in it. Peyote, but weed. Yeah, sounds cool. So he's smoking an Australian dank, and he's looking like he's got the munchies. And she's like, "Well, I just made these cookies, so I'm gonna bring it out for this big kiwi man because I'm a nice lady, right?" Okay, sure. She brings them out, and the, ki- the kiwi's like, "Oh hell yeah, I love cookies. I'm smoking an Australian dank," and she starts eating it. But she doesn't know that he's she's a, he's allergic. The kiwi is allergic to koala. Oh, so, I have that too. I think yeah. I have that too. 
So its neck just like gets really big, you know, really fat. Fat neck. Yeah, fat, fat Joe neck. neck. All right. And then falls right over on her, dead. And Perthy McPoocher Holy Boy. Holy shit. Everyone's dead? Everyone's dead. No, Perthy McPoocher Boy's there. He's like, good night, mate. Good night, mate. <laughs> Trying to warn other people. Right. Get help. But she's gone. She's long gone. Oh, uh, well, that's... Holy fuck. That's, uh... Generous, but yeah, deadly. That's an interesting death. Yeah. All good deaths here. Yeah. Perfect. I love this. I'm My, all... Mine was greasy. Yours was too smart. And yours was <laughs> uh, southern. <laughs> Very different <laughs> from too smart. <laughs> yeah. All right. Those are all qualifiers. No, we love you. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, and stick dog. around for some outtakeums. Yeah. We fucked up. So, first and foremost, we're going to go with... <laughs> you crunch it over there! Do it louder. Do it louder. What are you the trying microphone. to crunch? We need room, we need room tone, Mike. Can't do that. We did the podcast for 35 episodes. Mike, you're a cunt. Stop it. Mike! I'm sorry. Oh, it's the bag. Get the bag away from me. You gotta recycle that. Mike, was that your Halloween costume? Yeah. Just put those on your shoulders. <laughs> your chipman. That was a little chip boy. Yeah. 1984, Lugosi would play Dracula for his second... 1984, you just said? Did I? Yeah. We're jumping ahead a little 1984? bit. 1984? You still alive? Was he? Did I fuck up? I think God, you fucked up. I think you fucked up because he was in this Dracula! <laughs> Burn through the witches and slam through the bitches. He did. Look at his death date. He died in the 50s. He died that poor 60s. Thank you for making me not an idiot. Well, no. Hold on. Cody has some inside information because... Stop. He was Bird. actually a vampire. And he's still alive. And he's still hey. hooked on smack. <laughs> Just like the worst shitty vampire. I don't want to do anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to go for blood, dude. You gotta have some blood, master. You shoot nah. some blood up? <laughs> yeah, he's a SoundCloud rapper now. <laughs> a little drac. Can you give me a bottle of syrup? <laughs>